everyone, and welcome to another Dropped Frames here on this Wednesday. Uh, the structure of today's show is going to be a little different than normal. We're going to do our first, like, 90 minutes per usual, but that's going to be it for the regular show. Uh, joining us at uh, 2.30 p.m. Eastern, Phil Spencer uh, from Xbox will be here, and that'll be the end after that 30-minute uh, or so interview. Um, so just letting everyone know it will only be a two-hour show this time around rather than a three. It's because you have to end on Phil's a closer. Okay. That he's a closer. We don't, you don't come back after a commercial break from Phil. You the, end on the show's Phil. not going to get any better after Phil. No. Let's be real. No, it's yeah. done. It's done after we're just, that. We're just spinning your wheels at that point. Yes. That's so we don't like, there's no coming back like in and just basking in the green glow glory of Xbox. Yeah. The Philness. No, there's no, I mean, that might be on my stream afterwards, but that's not. Oh, okay. That's the after party. Right. That's I'll probably shoot thing and shoot things in Battlefield Four for an hour then. There you go. There you go. You shoot some stuff in Battlefield. Oh JP, uh, real quick, I just want to thank you for uh your help sending me all the questions. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I got I got those awesome. in the mail. Yep. And I appreciate it. Yep. Um mail. Oh. They're not it's true. That's that's what they use in uh Montana, uh, where he was currently residing when I sent those. I got mine by Carrier Raven. It's true. No, they're written in really big letters and crown. I had to use crown what, for that. What's your favorite color? Like, is there better questions? I mean, this? it's kind of a good question if you think, because if he doesn't say green, then what is he really doing? You know, if it's not sure. green, then something's afoot. All right. Okay, like good. So it is, that is a good question then. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Did you get, oh, did gonna, you get, did JP send you your pre-approved questions? Oh, he did. Um, my, my two are, what are your thoughts on waffles? And do you like to swim? Very oh, good. Yes, okay. Very important. I mean, Subnautica, is it on Xbox yet? We could get the answer from that question. You know? Yeah. Is it going to be on Same. Game Pass? I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. Speaking, of, speaking of questions, let's, let's go ahead and get this out of the way real quick. Zeke. Yeah. Can I be you for charity? Okay. Can you be me? Can I can I be you? Did you get oh you didn't get my, my response? I didn't know. Uh, okay. Did you send me your response? No, okay. If if you're just gonna spill the beans like that. Beans I have been spilled. Already on my Twitter. Already, no, that's fine. For the, for the record, I, I, I already made it public. So this is more of a courtesy question. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> No, I responded to you and I said <laughs> sorry. Um I responded to you and I said, uh Yeah, absolutely. Uh maybe gauge your audience and see if there's someone that they'd like to do more. But if, uh, if you want to do me, if you want to be me, let me know if you hit that goal and I'll, I can send you some, some stuff to help you help your, help your cosplay there. Awesome. I don't think yeah. I'll make the goal, but in the off chance that I do, I, I appreciate that. I gotta, I gotta Back. work. I gotta work on my Zeke voice. I gotta, I gotta work on my Zeke. I'll, oh. I'll do that later. <laughs> Just smoke with like 12 packs, so then you'll be good. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll send you, okay. I'll send you like uh, a broken <laughs> controller. Um, I'll send, yeah. yeah, I'll send you like a, uh, a just spit covered microphone. <laughs> oh, great. Excellent. Excellent. Does okay, your mic, totally does this come off like you're using SM7? Just send them this, the filter or whatever. Oh, you should. No, I, I, I use, I use a AT. Oh, you got a pop uh, filter. 20, okay. Whatever, but yeah, I got a pop. I got a pop filter. There you and go. that thing is. It, it yeah 
<laughs> I was gonna say something crass, like it looks like it was on the set of a of a porn shoot, but I didn't. So go me. There you go. Good job. There you go. I'll save that one for the actual stream. Excellent. Save that yes. one for Phil. Yes. I can see I just imagine JP him. is laughing in like the monkey see, ass. Like <laughs> you, you guys think great. that I'd be worried about that. I would I would that would be great. Because I wouldn't okay. have said, I'm the guy that asked him if he's gotten a PlayStation yet. You forget. Right. I was the dumbass right. on the That's last true. time yeah, we yeah. did this. Yeah. Best part, best part is Phil is such a nice guy. Everyone would just think his camera was frozen because he probably just sit there like. Yeah. Yeah. He'd smile through it. Yeah. <laughs> Next <exactly>. question. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, I don't think you agree to interviews if you're like, you know, a big cheese of a company without. You know, having prep or and or being like comfortable with whatever happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got media training out the wazoo for sure. Yeah. I think at that level, most people, most people do as well. So, uh, anyways, we'll talk to Phil in a bit. I don't want to, I don't want to talk any more about it because Zeke, I want to know how the vacation went. How was Branson? Did it live up? Not Branson. Branson's in Missouri. You went to. Went to Billings. Billings, that's the one. Yeah. Nailed it. I thought you're gonna I thought you're gonna say Scranton next. Scranton. <laughs> I like how you said that, JP. I, I feel like you should have been like, is that is Billings on the board? Is that on the board? <laughs> Billings? No, it's not. Everybody no says he could have said anything there and I've been like, that's a place in Montana. I'm sure of it. i yeah. I've been there. Uh it's great. Great place. Great holiday inn. Really fantastic. Yeah. Montana, <laughs> phenomenal city. Great, yeah. great city. How's, well, old, uh, uh, how's big uh, bills As a point going? of order, not the, not the Holiday Inn, uh, the Billings Hotel and Convention Center. Go there anytime uh, you need to stay in Billings and uh, for your all your uh, conventional needs like weddings and, and rehearsal dinners and stuff. And I only advertise for that because uh, my, my aunt uh, runs the place. Well, there you go. Very good. Free advertising. That's so that was cool. I got, I got free room and board. So that oh, that's cool. awesome. Yeah, anytime yeah. you go home, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Uh, how, how's, his, uh, how's the big bills going? That's what they say there. Dude, it's Montana is one of those places. And I'm sure like anybody out there who's from, uh, you know, uh, I mean, it, it's not like a small town. It's like got a hundred thousand people, but like it has a small town feel and a lot of places around the United States, this rural, like it doesn't change. Like I went back there and it was mostly the same after not being there for a couple of years. Yeah, and that's just that's kind of the way it is, though. And I, I go back there, and I'm like, "All right, let's do some stuff. Let's go visit. Like, I'm gonna show uh, my my lady all the, you know, all my old haunts and stuff." So I did that, and I was like, "Fuck, that took like two hours." <laughs> yes, we'll drink. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like. <clears throat> especially now like people understand like there's not really much to do people are just starting to get going after the vaccine and stuff true um uh there's still places that are 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 uh mass uh encouraged or required and stuff but is it open for the most part is montana yeah. open it is okay yeah. yeah yeah for the most part montana uh my mom got her vaccine months before i did so um i don't know if they did it like a number of vaccines or a percentage, but like mom was uh, like, they were pretty much available uh, after she got hers to the public pretty quickly. Yeah. 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 
Well, Most cool. people got vaccinated. Yeah, it was cool. But honestly, I went I went up there and I did uh, oh, I did improv for the first time in, in a while, three years. Yeah, yeah, yep. How did, were you? I used to do How'd it, it go? every day or every Thursday. I would do it. Uh, I did it every Thursday for fifteen years, and uh, it's just like riding a bike, man. It really is. Well, like it's 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 a muscle that didn't get atrophied, or at least doesn't seem like it gets atrophied uh as quickly um the just jumping in and and kind of you know you kind of instinctually after doing it for so long kind of instinctually know like how to uh how to play and make it entertaining and stuff and it's, it was it was a blast it really was that's good did you miss it when you left did it, what, did you have that homesick feeling when you're getting on the plane that always happens to me whenever i go home to to san antonio we drove actually. We drove. It's oh, an eight-hour drive. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we you had a wild the reason about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The reason why we drove is because we wanted uh, the family to meet our our puppies. So ah, okay. That makes we brought sense. them along, and I was kind of dreading it. I was kind of dreading bringing two year old poodles on a road trip, but they were fantastic. Like they were fantastic on the trip. Right. Like driving and stuff, they were perfectly fine. That's good. They were giant assholes. Like when we. <laughs> When we boarded them up at my brother's house, because uh, uh, they were too loud to be in the hotel room, because it's immediately when we left, being that they were in isolation with us for a year and have not had a lot of human contact, they have giant separation anxiety. Sure. Uh, especially the boy. And he, it's the highest itch, annoyingest, just pathetic set. <laughs> fucking three million decibels down the halls echoing i left him alone for like five minutes and immediately my aunt's calling me she's like uh is your dog in there i'm like yes you can't leave him in there if it's gonna like i left him in there for five minutes so that means we're taking him to the to my brother's house so thankfully we took him there and he had a my brother has an uh, 11 year old poodle that I used to live with named Jag. Right. Yeah, I remember uh, Jag. So they got to hang out with Uncle Jag for most of the vacation, which was fun for them. Good. Nice. <laughs> and fucking way distressed for us. Yeah. 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 It's it's never any fun to keep uh, pets in a hotel uh, in that type of situation. It can get. Yeah. It can get expensive quick uh, <laughs> in a lot of ways. So. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Cool. Well, I'm glad the I'm glad the vacation went well. It sounds like uh, it was a good trip home. And now you're back for years. Now you don't need to go home, right? That's the plan. Yeah. Now, now I'm not leaving. Ever. You're ever starting again. a new quarantine. Uh, this yes. one's self-imposed. Not not Every, everyone mandate. who I want to see. I will make you come see me. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I would much rather pay for your ticket <laughs> than mine. Sure. Sure. That's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> Uh, Don't think that's going to get you out from visiting the new house seat. I will oh, no. you. Has I he been will, to the current I will, house? I will hire a bounty hunter, and they Whoa. will lasso you like in an old school western, and drag you out of your house by your feet. Tell me you got like some like that's intense, like a bat cave, like a secret entrance in a bat cave or something. I do. It's actually awesome. a boulder that rolls out of the way, like Jesus being resurrected, and you go into the cave, which then leads into my house. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, dude! That'd be cool. 
that's what's taking so long. He's, he's having to go and find the perfect boulder. I'm getting, I'm getting the boulder door done. That's right. Yeah. For my yeah. vault. He's got, it's hard, you know, finding the perfect, it's just like finding a yacht. You got to find the one that fits you. Absolutely. Yeah. And you have to find the gold plating that's just thick enough to make you really enjoy it. That's right. That's right. That's hundred yeah. percent. I get it. I get it. What's and then the code to the get... boulder door. Oh, well, four twenty sixty nine, of course. Yep. <gasps> yep. Just change it around. I'm in my boulder just change door. it around. 69, 420. Oh. Or add an X in there uh, to, to throw them off. That'll keep it safe. Ooh, ooh, maybe, maybe three X's. Uh, maybe. That might be a different On vault, either though, side. If you know what I'm saying. And the middle one's capitalized. That's <clears> a movie. We, you can't do that. There's licenses oh, that on that. Yeah. Right. That's, that's a famous movie. Well, famous is, uh, you know, depends on who you ask. Uh, let's jump into <laughs> some news. And get away from these dumb bits. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, uh, not too, too much going on. Uh, oh, bits. You said bits. Okay, no, I'm sorry. Thought I... No, we're I... not talking about... <laughs> you know... Never mind. Thought I was back in the bar. No, no. Uh, mm. This one surprised me. Not because I don't think the game is great. I think the game's fantastic. I think Zeke would also attest to it as well. Uh but I'm surprised at how many copies it sold. It takes two, uh, as of June 17th, crossed 2 million copies sold, which essentially wow. means that 4 million people have played that. If you think about the idea that it's a co-op only game, uh, and only one person needs to have bought it. So that one was a little surprising, uh, to see, um, which is great. Cause I think those games are fantastic. I'd love to see more games, uh, made by that team. Um, and if that does it, then great. It's fantastic. Uh, one of the not surprising, uh, stats to come out this past week, near automata and near replicant, uh, both have sold 6 million and 1 million, uh, respectively. Um, really cool. Really so cool. I guess we're getting more of that. At least more Yoko. There's going to be more Yoko Taro in some sense. Might not be near, but yeah, that's a lot of sales. So they're they're going to keep it up. Automata sold 6 million, right? Yeah. Yeah. Near automata. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Near automata sold 6 million and replicants at 1 million. Five and six. Well, yeah, okay. Now, does that count the... It, it probably only counts the, the newest release, like the remake or whatever, right? Yeah. It's it, not well, counting, oh, I don't like, know. Yeah, probably just the new one, not the old yeah. school one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I, that game was like a, re, a re-release or it's got, a It's got its own title, so I'm yeah. assuming, you know, yeah. 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 I guess that's true. Uh, in the world of uh, hilarious fuck-ups... Oh. Oh, We've go got a good one. Marvel's Avengers uh, <laughs> this past week put on a new patch uh, and also released some new content, uh, a big fight. Um, but I think as of this morning, it took about 24 hours for the patch to fix this issue. Um, yesterday, when the patch showed up, it was showing your username, your uh, version, I think, uh, the date, and your IP address on screen uh, in a scrolling like combat text scenario that moved around on the screen. Uh, <laughs> so that's really unfortunate. Um, to echo what I said yesterday when I talked about this, as probably one of the like 10 remaining fans of this game, you're making it real hard here, Square. <laughs> like, I can't defend this at all. That's just a big old fuck up. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can just imagine the guy with the sticky note 
Make sure to turn off on-screen IP before release. And you see it like laying upside down on his desk and he just picks it up. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, you have to think that that's like the reason that it exists is probably for security reasons uh, for QA and whatnot. But the fact that that didn't get removed before pushing that live on whatever, like, and then apparently image. 24 hours to fix it. Yeah, it was 24 hours to to push out a patch. Uh, I think the patch came out this Ooh. morning. At least that's what they were saying yesterday in the middle of the afternoon. Um, yeah, they also didn't state in the initial tweet once they, uh, you know, verified or confirmed that it existed, that it was also showing your IP. They were very loose around the conversation of what it was actually showing. Um, I'm looking at their Twitter. It says uh, an hour ago. Patch uh, 1.8B has been published and fixes the issue that was occurring on PS5 where sensitive information was displayed on screen. PS5 players are now safe to stream now. Um, so not only does it suck that it's doing that, it also killed all of their potential hype for yesterday's streams because no one was going to even like risk it. It bounces away, uh, bounces around on the screen. It wasn't fixed. Um, so yeah, that one's pretty good. Uh, that was a, a fun, uh, screw up, uh, this past week. Um, I don't know if we covered this last week during the show. I, I think it might've come out on like Thursday or Friday, but, um, Facebook is already seeing backlash for it. They were testing ads in Facebook VR, um, specific, uh, specifically there was a game called, uh, blast on, I think, or, or blast on. I don't know if it's like Gaston from, from Disney or if it's just blast. On. God damn it. You yeah. beat me to it, man. I was just yeah. going to say, no one plays like Blessed On. Yeah. No one games like Blessed On. It's true. Uh, and <laughs> um, DMCA'd. Eh, I mean, it, like Zeke did all right, but I don't know if it's DMCA'd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't Thanks, hit the GP. notes yet. Yeah. <laughs> did all right. Yeah. Um, but it was essentially just ads straight up in the game um, for other things. And the company... Uh, that makes the game decided that because of the backlash, they were going to remove it and potentially uh, move the test to another game that they make, which is hilariously called Bait. <laughs> that one's free, at least. It I is. Understand. It is a free That's... game. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, it... cue, the, cue the Mad Max gif. Yep. Bait. Yep. It's true. That's true. It's um, amazing though, because this is this is the exact stuff they kind of said wouldn't happen. Like, don't worry, we won't make you use your Facebook account. Don't worry, it's not like we're gonna put ads in all your games. And now it's like, ah, mm, mm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh... Okay, okay, cool. Well, it cool, it also cool. made me think like Facebook is really the only like what what other game has like proper ads in it because like it's all over tv right sports and they don't... games do yeah okay that's true around <laughs> like the banners or whatever kind of like where the the mm -hmm. ads in real life would be in, in real life sports yeah but funny enough like even those have limits remember the big ufc issue um right where that happened a while back so it's like they i think like uh, it, for especially a lot of those types of fans it's acceptable if it's in parallel with their their reality experiences but when you start to encroach on that is when they shine is when a spotlight gets shined on it and they're like, okay, now that, <laughs> that, that is too much. Yeah. Well, there's um, a lot of, yeah. uh, uh, like, I don't think, uh, 
I don't know if it's a, if it's a Japanese cultural thing, but a lot of like the Yakuza games, Death Stranding, like all that kind of stuff, like they had blatant like boss coffee, oh, yeah, like yeah, you know yeah. that kind of shit, like just everywhere, just rampant. Well, it, you know? I don't know enough about <sighs> like um, the FCC law when it comes to. I only know like our side of the law in terms of you have to disclose hashtag ad for all that stuff. But when it comes to TV, when they do like product placement and like you know the the Coke is expertly pointed at the camera so that you can read the entire side label they don't have to disclose any of that right like it's just assumed upon that that is a paid for advertisement or they got money i for don't that? think i there there is licensing stuff that takes place because if you know a lot of times in those things they'll blur out brands mm. so there there are times i think when there is that 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 connection's broken but i don't think it's anything like streamers i mean hell just recently interestingly enough um there was a an Elgato, an Elgato push, and Elgato did this big push across Twitter with a lot of like big name people, like Troy Baker and stuff like that. Right, and they were doing obvious like we're working directly with you. There's no doubt we're getting paid stuff, and none of them used hashtag ad. So I mm. I honestly think that is more connected like just to our industry, maybe because we're seen as more kind of like rooted in in being real, I guess. So people need to that distinction needs to be made more. But it's the same thing like in an actor in a commercial. You know, it's like yeah. they don't, they're obviously promoting the product. So everyone obviously assumes they're getting paid. So I think that, that there, there's a lot of established kind of just assumptions in those cases. Yeah. I wonder how that stuff, because a lot of it's also regional, right? Like Europe or places in Europe don't have the same laws as like the US. So I wonder if they had to upload different ads for those people so that they could roll in. I, I don't know how that works. That seems like it. Turns out law is probably confusing, and there's a reason there's an entire profession devoted to breaking it down. Uh, <laughs> but crazy yeah, how that works. I'm not I'm not sure the uh, the intricacies of that. Um, but I'd be interested to know exactly that. Like how how does it work? Do they just make us do it because we're idiots that like play video games? And they're like they can't pull Most this likely. off. Yeah, yeah, they they need a they need a straight up warning that this is an ad. Um, everyone else like knows that they're being. They're, these other people, these professionals got paid, but amateurs, no way, no way. Um, anyways, there's no ads in that game. I got taken away. That was their f uh, first test. Uh, it will not be their last. Most likely. Um, Facebook is basically an advertising company at this point. They will try to shoehorn that into anything possible, uh, including their entire world of, uh, of video games. So we'll see where they go to next. Perhaps a game called bait. Um, what else is going on? EA Dice uh, has increased the amount of servers due to, uh, or the amount of servers for Battlefield 4 due to the increase in demand after the 2042 trailer, um, which is awesome because I will say as someone who played it prior to that trailer, it was definitely uh, only a handful of populated servers. Uh, Ko, I know you've been playing as recently as of like yesterday. Oh, I got a server. Okay, oh, so yeah, you dude. went and got a server. Have you? Did you look at the browser to see if there are a bunch of any other? Oh yeah, there's a shit there's a bunch there's right? a bunch of servers up now. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Did you get a server yeah, through EA or like what? How does that? I work got a server now? through Netrato. So I went okay. through one of those like server farm side things. Yeah. Um, full disclosure, they gave me a server. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I have been using that and it's been, it's been great. I'm going to probably do the exact same thing. The instant that 2042 hits. Um, cause yeah, there's nothing like playing a, you know, 64 player game and you like know every single name on the server. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, for sure. Um, so 
that's awesome. That that game is is obviously very anticipated, and they made the right I move, get, keeping it. I modern. get asked so often, like, "Why aren't you playing five? Why aren't you playing one? Because four is better than both of them, and it still holds. It still holds its weight so much. And also, four is the closest to twenty forty two in terms of like what we're going to be getting. Yeah. Um. But no, four is still fantastic, man, dude. I I literally 100%. did a double take in in the four. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. I think it's Siege of Shanghai. Where all of a sudden I look up, I notice some stuff falling, and that skyscraper starts falling, and I just sit there and I'm like, "Whoa!" Does it not crash? And of course, the server get anymore? shot in the head. Oh, not okay. at all. No, no, it it, it works great. And uh, but yeah, it's it's phenomenal, dude. I don't know in 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 my however many hours I put into that game when it first launched if I ever actually saw that drop, and the server stayed up because it was definitely an issue when, it, when the game first came out that that was just straight up crashing the servers. Um. For whatever reason, but four on Max Graphics looks like a game you play today. Yeah, like it, it looks yeah. just as good as any game you would play today with everything turned up. It's it's pretty remarkable. Are you running into? Uh, I I played. Uh, I went back and played some some Master Chief Collection, but me and Max decided just to play straight up online. And then we ran into Sweat Lords, uh, who just dominated the shit out of us and made us not have a fun experience over the course of two hours. Then we voted to never play that game again. Uh, <laughs> are you running into any of that on your server uh, within your community? Do you got any like there people and pe pilots just out there going like seventy and zero and shit? There are definitely people who clearly like are still active players, okay. um, and there's also a large like I'd say probably over half the server that are just jumping in and playing because we all are. So you know it's it's a very nice balance um, in terms of like skill on the server. Uh, I think. Almost every game last night, I was top three. Nice. So that should give you a good example of the skill levels on the server, yeah. um, as I am not a regular player of the game. There are definitely a few people who are who are very good at the game, and especially if they get in the right vehicle, uh, it is going to be trouble. Yeah. But that being said, you know, it, a lot of people are just just playing to have fun. So it's it's a really great experience. Cool. Um, it, I had a great time before that trailer came out, I, I might jump back in. Maybe I'll join you one of these evenings uh, if you're still doing oh, that for do. your, your evening streams. Um, there was... We're doing it tomorrow night and probably Friday night. So, yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> there was like a small rumor about what that uh, Dice LA team is working on as it pertains to 2042. But I don't want to misquote the rumor. It was something along the lines... I'm just going to misquote it. It was something along the lines that they are... <laughs> bringing a bunch I don't of want to old... misquote it here I go yeah yeah it was it was they're bringing back a bunch of old maps from like battlefield history and 2040 twofying them uh on the new engine apparently um or something to that effect so I'm sure that will come from the uh the EA play event happening in uh in July uh just like the next rumor uh that is apparently a dead space revival is currently in yeah. development at motive all that yeah, I I was talking with my chat like, but I also saw Dan's tweet like saying like, didn't that studio just implode like something like that, right? Yes. Yeah. The, basically, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a blizzard situation, except not quite as um, parasitic. Where the the company it, like a lot of the people that made the original Dead Space games are no longer working at that company, so anything to come out would be significantly different. That being said, the people that a lot of the people that were on that team are now working on that other game, but it's like the Dead Space game based in the PUBG universe, 
which I am very skeptical about. What? Uh, you remember that? We talked. Yeah, we talked about that for a while. Yep, yep. What? We talked about this on this show. It is. Uh, I don't University. remember the name of it. It is. It is literally a Dead Space style game, the Callisto Protocol. Oh my god! And it is. It is actually based in the PUBG universe. Yes. Um, I I remember seeing this trailer. I don't think I ever remember the PUBG. It's weird though. It's weird this. because the game looks pretty good and it has a lot of good people on the thing. And it's not like, yeah, it's it's from the people that made PUBG. No, they actually make a point to be like it's in the same universe as PUBG. Um, I have no idea how much they had to get paid for that to happen. Um, but yeah, it's uh I'm guessing it was just some like massive financial backing situation. Yeah, I I guess I like blanked out from the shock that this was in the PUBG universe because I don't remember remember seeing this trailer. I remember everything about this when it was shown at the Game Awards. I yep. do not recall the PUBG conversation. Well, what's interesting is it makes me wonder if they're going to make some kind of hybrid uh, Battlefield game that's based in the Callisto Protocol thing. And that's one of the reasons they're trying to say it's part of the PUBG universe is because they want to like do another big battle royale kind of thing, except maybe involving like humans and robots or the creatures from whatever this is, yeah. you know, like there, there has to be some reason that they're trying to connect the two IPs. Um, yeah. But we'll have to see. That's, it's uh, weird. That's weird. The game looks great. I mean, it, if you were to have told me that there's no connection to PUBG, I would probably be, like super hyped for this game and being like, oh, it's the next Dead Space. Like this is the next Dead Space. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, it looks good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the it definitely does. Don't know about the PUBG. So where are you guys dropping? I'm dropping in age, age seven because I'm no pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that's Zeke playing BR right there. That's, uh, that's great. Good stuff. Hmm. <laughs> Actually, PUBG. I honestly, I went to I went to the Dead Space wiki and I was like, what would be the best location to use for that joke? There you go. Topical. Ages seven seemed like a good. Yeah. Good pick. Good. It's good. Weird. I did not know that. Um, well, with this being made and now apparently this Dead Space revival uh, at Motive. Rumor. I, yeah. Again, rumor <laughs> very much so. But this one's got enough traction where I think like uh, Jeff Grubb has said that it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Your Gamer corroborated uh, in what Jeff Grubb is saying. And now uh, Jamatsu.com is also reporting it. Um, so it seems all but confirmed at this point. I, with that said, after like, three, it's going to be interesting to yeah. see where they're going to take it. Well, they said it's a, it's a. Rev- they said they're going to like start over, which also has me worried because like one and two were pretty good games. They were great. They're games. not only. Yeah, I was going to say they're not only pretty good games. They're pretty good games today. Yeah, yeah like yeah, they yeah. still look good. The gameplay's solid. Like you don't really need to fix that wheel if you know what I mean. Like it's it's Dead Space 1 and 2 are classic games. Totally. It still hold up. And then 3 never came out. Uh so I, they could just they could just make 3. I like 3, so I'm not going <laughs> to <laughs> I I liked any Honestly, I liked anything Dead Space. I just liked the world. Like I thought the whole thing was just so cool. Yeah. So I, for me, it was it, it's a Bioshock Two situation where it's like it's a fun game. It may not be the best Dead Space game. Bioshock Two may have not been the best, been the best, been the best Bioshock game, but it was still fun. Like they're still fun games. So yeah, I don't know. I like it, it. It definitely didn't have the same as someone who usually does not like scary games. Three was not necessarily in the same vein for one and two. Like it, it felt different. Yeah. Yeah. 
I a think the co-op stuff was definitely like an influence on the action-y aspect of it. Um, but one and two were very good and are still horrifying to this day. A lot of good, a uh, lot of good scares in there. Um, from like the opening of the game all the way till the end of the game. But we'll I, I was personally like the thing that was most re- revolutionary for me for those games was like, I don't have to aim it ahead. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. That like, was the coolest thing. That like you're literally disassembling your enemies. Yeah. Like that was the awesome. that was the coolest thing to me. Like that no no game had really done that at that point. Well, and like the idea of changing how the gun is going to shoot and all that stuff. Like that, it was cool. It was a lot of fun yep. gameplay wise. Um, what was your favorite weapon in the game? The one it was the just you like remember? it was the base gun that was just you could oh like the, change. just the three like, yeah. laser pointer yeah I okay. I never really like, I was used a fan one past that of the magnetic saw blade the one where it would shoot out the saw blade and you'd be able to like <laughs> like move that around it was pretty cool much as I hate it same yeah <laughs> dude it was that a cool one, weapon same. man. That one had a, cool a weapon. It had a pretty expansive like upgrade system as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. You can even change like what the weapons did sometimes. Yeah. It was it, it's a cool game, dude. It it's is. a cool game. And it had character upgrades and it did the whole thing. Yeah. Yep. It had the super cool UI that was like built into your character. Oh, yeah, stuff, like really immersive. In. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, Why are they man. remaking that? I know, right? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> better, how are you gonna make that better? It's I like don't know. oh my lord. I you're right. Oh, I don't know how make that better. Yeah. Uh, and that is kind of in general, the, uh, the, the biggest news of the week, uh, we're in that post D three, uh, week where things are, are kind of slowing down. People are still reacting to all that stuff and squares out there putting their IP addresses, uh, for everyone to see. So, uh, we can talk about what we've been playing. I want to start with a doozy here. Uh, both me and co did some sponsored streams, uh, yesterday. I had a you're, different experience. You're talking about here. industry of titans, right? We're going to talk about it, but first we're going to start with old Dark Alliance. Oh, uh, there it is. Both did, yeah, uh, I want to. I want to. I'm so excited to hear about this because I came back uh, and I because I hadn't like really been paying attention to Twitter all that much. Then I came back and I saw like Dark Alliance has some uh, con- well, not controversy, but you know, shit going on. So please, yeah. Yeah, well, the D&D game. It, it's even more interesting. Like, I think in general, when sponsored streams happen, there are the streamers that are associated with the type of game that do the sponsored stream for it. I feel like this game, they literally sponsored, like, everyone to play it. I saw, like, Hassan Abi, Mizkif, and Lyric playing together, uh, which are, like, Okay, that's that's a trio. Uh, I think there was also a fourth there whose name I'm I'm unfortunately forgetting. Um, but it's just like that's a that's a group I was it Soda Pop? No, it it starts with an M, and I'm just terrible at remembering names. Moxie, Moxie was the other one. Yeah, um, I am not sure who that is. They definitely put a lot of money to it uh, in terms okay, of like that sounds it. like at least six figures right there. Yeah, like there's oh, God, a yeah. lot of money. There's a <laughs> lot of level? money being thrown around it. Um, oh lord i saw uh, there's probably at least 20 maybe 30 streams uh yesterday that were that were sponsored to play this both myself and, and co included co played solo i was playing with uh with dan yesterday i think we both played the same experience i definitely think that if you're playing solo i'm i'm 
we'll let Co speak here, but I think it's definitely aggravating where with me and Dan, we just kind of like laughed <laughs> and had fun with it. Uh, but yeah, let's let's talk about uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance here. Uh, Co, you were playing old uh, Drizzt, the road. I started with Drizzt. Okay. Yes, the road. Okay. Now, at first when I started playing this game, I, I you know, the combat was a little clonky. Um, the enemy AI was a little bit questionable. Um, when I when I took this sponsorship, this is this is um, I think it was a little before the game we had seen the trailer, and I was feeling okay with it. I'm a big fan of Dungeons and Dragons. I loved Icewind Dale, and you know these are like iconic characters. So I was thinking, hey, maybe this could be pretty good. Then I saw the trailer, and the trailer actually looked pretty good. I was like, all right, full item system. Like these levels look cool. The graphics look fun. Let's do this. I was feeling good about it. Um, so when I came in the game, the only kind of initial impressions i had was um our our buddy skill up did a review about it and and i didn't i'd never watch his reviews but i frequently see what they're titled i think it was something along the lines of this is the worst game of the year he was pretty um, brutal i think it, yeah. i think that was the name of the title so i was like okay here we go i'm still going to go in with an open mind but you know like let's see how it is so i i drizzt was was drizzt drizzt um was was okay playing solo I, I felt like the challenge was pretty easy. I wasn't the lowest difficulty. Um, the the AI was questionable. The combat was a little clunky. Um, I was able to clear the mission. But, you know, it clearly, like, there was nothing really special about it. It just felt very kind of like you're doing your thing. And, you know, like, it, 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 the, it was not very special. And there were definitely some issues. But it wasn't that bad. Sure. Um, it wasn't terrible. Then, I don't know if you can skip ahead. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, played... I, I heard all about the... Uh... <laughs> yes. The so then I was of, like, of Brie. <laughs> then I was like, let's try the Archer. And the Archer, and I think, I think you're, you may see it here in just a second. The Archer, <laughs> I started playing the Archer, and the very first group of mobs, I, I think this is it right here. The very first group of mobs I come, I come up against, I'm like, okay, let's shoot them. And you can see in my face where I'm like, oh, th this is not, this is not good. Yeah, they're, they're not like, responding. This to is not a, this is, this is a problem. <clears throat> so then I move forward a little bit and I'm like, well, they respond now. And then I was like, oh, okay. All right. So maybe that was just a bugged area. Let me back up a little bit. Yeah. They're walking away. The disrespect. Oh, okay. Just, you can, yeah. So I'm sitting here, and this this is when I realized it was this moment when I realized they just wasted a lot of money. <laughs> like to 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 think that this is a game ready to have a most likely half million plus dollar advertising budget thrown at Twitch. Yeah. Like this game, <clears throat> this is this game is not ready. Um. You can see right there. I'm just like, oh man. <laughs> like I, I played this archer for a little bit and I eventually just had, to, I just turned it off. I was like, I'm not like, this is, nope. I was like, this is not ready. This is not, nope. Um, went and played the hammer to, guy. Just to be uh, totally clear. Like I'm, this is Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. Yeah. Released June 21st, 2021. Yep. Not in early access. No, oh, it's full release. Full game. It's out on Game Pass, and it's forty bucks outside of that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it has it has like major, major 
design issues. Uh, design and AI issues. Like it's just like it's it's basically it's just not it's just not thing. And here's here's where it gets even weirder. So <coughs> it's Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance, but the game doesn't go by Dungeons and Dragons rules. So like I was playing Drist and I completed the first level and I went to upgrade my dexterity because you know he's he's Drist. Like obviously he's probably got weapon finesse and he's a he's a dual wield ranger. So you know let me go up my decks. None of my damage went up. So then I start putting my strength up, and strength is the melee damage up stat. Yeah. So it's just like, I'm sitting here like, what's going on? And I start looking around, and it turns out like the stats aren't, it doesn't work like D&D. It does its own thing. And it's just like, but you called yourself Dungeons and Dragons. Like, you're the brand. Like, why are you Why are you being different? For yeah, sure. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's weird. Um, so that, the the TLDR here is that it this game not only has crazy bugs, um, traps and stuff just they just don't work. Like traps, and st- you'll just get hit randomly if you're anywhere near them. Like traps have like fire that go in and out. Oh, those and traps you could be standing coming. in front of it. Like the fire will go out, and then you can run by it, and you'll just you'll just take fire damage. Um, the same thing would happen to the spikes. Sometimes they'd hit you like way before the the sound would sometimes get unlinked. Um, I mean, there were times, like, especially on Drist, where, you know, it felt okay. And and I definitely thought, like, with this character here, like, here's another example. They just, they can't go off the ledge. So they just run back and stand still <laughs> while you did, kill them. So we, we um, did that to uh, a little bit later in this level, or maybe before. There's like a side, it's one of the side quests. And me and Dan both sat on like a ledge above it and just used our I range. I got up the ledge? Yeah. You just didn't move. They we just, just used just, our range abilities and like killed a boss. You and honestly like, look you know like, no. like the I'm fucking T-1000 when you're shooting those arrows, too. Oh, yeah. It's like nothing else moves except the arms. Dude, and, and you just saw Call in that clip. John. I know this hurts. <laughs> Dude, at that point, it was at that moment you saw when I paused it. I was like, I can't play this character. Like, <laughs> this 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 game is broken, this character. It is unplayable with this character. Um. So, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was kind of a mess. So, I, then I tried playing the hammer guy. And he had all that, sorts of issues too. Oh, you played the um, barbarian. Okay. I played the barbarian. Dude. Dan was playing, and for yeah. some reason, every single time I'd kill an enemy, they'd just get yeeted off into existence. So I was That's like, melee the second I finish an enemy, just pew, just like gone. I'd just be like, <laughs> dude, I, okay. So I, I think in a lot of ways, uh, the reason that they were pushing so much like co op play is because all of those things you just mentioned are hidden very easily the more people that are added to the game. Um, oh, and the game is clearly meant for co-op play, right? Like there are times when, and, and, and I, I didn't, I didn't get to too many of these myself, but I saw like a huge glaring one in skill ups review, which I ended up watching after I was done where like the, 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 the encounters are balanced around having multiple people doing multiple things. And it doesn't get like better if you have one player, like at one point he was fighting a boss and, and the boss spawns ads during the fight that are l- literally impossible to take down if you're solo because of the way they're coming and they surrounded him. So he couldn't move and then just <laughs> killed him. And it's just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, oh, we like where you found frustration with it. Me and Dan were just like laughing our ass off yesterday with all the Honestly, absurdity. I wasn't frustrated. I was more just 
disappointed sure because like man yeah. i was really hoping that this would be a game that i could play for like a few days maybe even a week or two like i was looking forward to it being good enough to want to farm sets like the items the items have stats and sets on them like yeah, there's some cool stuff the in there cool. if this part was good that would be a lot of fun to participate in yeah but i i never got mad i was just like this is supposed this is like dungeons and dragons to hear larian studios talk about how much they care about doing right to the name for Baldur's Gate three and then to see something like this, where it just feels like a complete farming of of the IP, it's just it's such a it's such a dichotomy. Yeah. You know, it's just it's really unfortunate. I had high hopes that because it was a D and D game, it would be held to a higher standard. Let alone like a let alone a regular. Like I thought, it, I was hoping it would be better than most games, but instead, it's just like, no, yeah, it's just not. I. <sighs> It's one of those I things. Wonder if, uh, I, I feel like someone in the like the dev team was like, like got slighted. It's like, oh, you think fucking, you think archers are fucking pussy? Well, and it made him in the game made him just totally op. Like they can't be like they can just down bosses and like, yeah. I'll show you how good <laughs> an archer can be. It's okay. it's definitely one of those things where I I like, I don't know if this was a thing like hey we we have to launch this day or 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 because some of this stuff could actually be like fixed in a lot of ways um but yeah also to clarify i saw a bunch of people in chat uh the game was not muted there was some other song that i played that muted the vod um right before we actually started playing so that was not they did okay. not sponsor streamers to play a game that had dmc able music uh i am to, sorry to i'm, I'm about to respond to one guy but uh -oh. I cannot let this comment. I think I cannot let this comment. Sorry. There we go. Somebody, somebody said, how can you say that about Baldur's Gate three when the early access was so bad? Brother, That's... it was an early access. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, it was not that you can't compare that to this game. Yeah. And for the record, the Baldur's Gate early access, Baldur's Gate three early access is phenomenal. It's just technically buggy and doesn't have all the content. So that. There you go. Usa. Yeah. Yeah, and even as someone who's not like really super well versed or uh, whatever in CRPGs, we're good. BG Baldur's Gate Three was fantastic. It was great. Yeah, I had yeah. a great time. Um, good. I'll skip ahead here to the the crowning example <laughs> of issues. Uh, I think is this. So we did we did the first mission uh, one difficulty bump up. Um, the way that they do the difficulty in the game, they call it very cutely CR levels instead of like difficulty levels. It's CR two. Um, if you do play this game, uh, and grab it on game pass, which I think if you grab a bunch of friends and you are able to laugh at the hilarious issues in it might actually be worth the time. Uh, I think it's around like a 15 to 20 hour experience. Um, be careful about setting the first level to level two because you go in with absolutely no items whatsoever. And it was a struggle fest for me and Dan, uh, especially the last boss. But in some aspects, there's other aspects where like we could just get res. Um, the crowning uh, moment of, I might just have to go find the clip here. Essentially you could like, so the, the fighter has some sort of taunt. I think that's what that little like red glare is that's on, Plubu Bone Sucker, the greatest <laughs> boss name ever, <laughs> which I was a huge fan of. Uh, 
old bone sucker. Uh, we sp- we essentially split the boss, but we couldn't take much hits from old Plubu because uh, he would like one shot us. Um, but Dan over there figured out a way to get the boss in between the ledges and the boss would clip through and instantly die on the first level. Uh, so we kept doing that and then we got one shot or something like that. And when it loaded us back in the game, both of us were like half half bodies loaded in. And it took about 30 seconds for us to like reload our full bodies into it and actually be able to fight. Um, so it just looks like it's kind of rough around all the edges outside of, uh, even outside of like AI and, and how they respond to range combat. And this might be, yeah. uh, I don't know, like if this is an easy question to answer, but it seemed like it was pretty smart. Uh, slightly 76 asks, do you think they made an agreement with Microsoft for game pass day one? And there was no wiggle room with regards as to a release date. I don't, if anything, that discredits is that a Microsoft, good question. It seems like it, but maybe. I, I honestly, these days, I don't think so, because especially yeah. with the, the the timing of the release, there's nothing really going on right now. There's almost nothing in July, so it would not have been terrible for them to have a big release in July, because the, then there'd be no competition. They could hype it up even more, and more importantly, Microsoft these days is not really going after products that that make them look bad. You know what I mean? And and this is one of those situations where they're, they're, the response to this game on a public level has been bad. So I don't think that they're going to pull a CDPR, ouch, it hurts to say that, and rush it out the door regardless. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I don't think it's a situation where they're beholden to anybody in that regard. Um, yeah. I think if anything, Microsoft's probably pretty disappointed about this. We can ask Phil when he gets... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to mm. not put him on the spot. Not going to do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Um, by the way, uh, that Mods, who's a, a POE-focused streamer, played through this yesterday. Uh, he was unsponsored, I think, um, and was was given his, uh, his opinion the entire time. It took him 10 hours to beat everything in the game, and he did some max-tier CR content. So... 10 hours? Yeah, 10 hours to beat everything in the game with max-tier CR content. That's a little bit less than what I was uh, expecting. I th- oh, I wow. think I was. I think I was either told or expected like ten to fifteen. So, I'm going to be honest. I didn't hear anything, but I was hoping oh, it was only like twenty-ish. Oh man! Yeah, yeah, same. same. <laughs> yeah. So, give me a second to figure out what CR meant. Yep. Yep. Um, it's a it's an interesting game. <laughs> in a lot of ways it was definitely one of those sponsored streams that uh people were i think people will watch uh sponsored streams one because they're just generally interested in the game i think the word was out that this was uh not necessarily the the greatest and so a lot of people were just like can't wait to see this fucking train wreck right <laughs> i can't wait to see this fuck up uh a lot of that was because me and co share so much of an audience and he did his stream yesterday morning and i did it like two hours after that with Dan. Um, but it was crazy. It was crazy to see how much money they, they put across, uh, across Twitch. Um, yeah. Yeah. For this right. Like it, it, yeah, I very surprising. Um, it was, it was, there were more streamers that did, than did the, uh, that cock media stuff. That's how many people were doing this, like more streamers than that. And that was like, a very large portion 
uh, of the the streamer base. So just a double cock up. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a it's not a good thing. Not a good thing. Um, let me ask you this, code. Do you think that it's salvageable at all? Do you think if they I go got back that and question a lot, stuff, I did too, and I I said I, yes I in some feel... aspects, but maybe not in some others. I feel that this game is salvageable in the same way that I feel cyberpunk is salvageable where it's like, yes, it absolutely could be a good game, but it's going to take a lot of work. Yeah. It's going to take major systems being overhauled. It's going to take an AI fix. It's going to take bug fixing. Like it's, it's not the kind of thing that they're going to, they're going to do away with, with a couple patches. It would take a coordinated multi-month to even multi-year effort. um, If they wanted to make this into like, I think a game that would be just like a good game. It's not the kind of thing that, that a couple patches is going to fix. There's some fundamental issues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, did you, from the sounds games, of it, from the sounds of it, I hate saying it, but maybe even more content. Like yeah, that I, sucks. I didn't realize it was only 10 hours, man. I didn't either. I didn't either. <sighs> did you mention another game uh, before this? That is like a, a third person action D and D game. Uh-uh. There's the original Dark Alliance. Well, uh, I don't know if there, it was. There are other games, yeah. But what what are you alluding to? Right. No, I'm 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 wondering if if they've ever tried this format before with a D and D game because D and D games like tabletop is turn based, like the combat is turn based. So I'm wondering, like, if this is their first, you know, try at doing full on non turn based third person action. Um, and second, like, could they? do a third person action with sort of like i don't know like vats kind of like dude like you like go in and you stop and like all right do this 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 and then like the action happens or whatever but i think here's the big thing i think you're probably talking about the neverwinter mmo right because it works well in that kind of thing where there's like a global cooldown and you're spamming abilities with timers it kind of it's action but at the same time you know you're it's kind of turn-based as you're dealing with all these different timers at the same time. It's it's standard MMO okay. feel. That's a lot different sure. than an action game. Um, okay. But yeah, I think I think Neverwinter would probably be the closest thing. And it's still going. Yeah, I mean, they, they're they not. Had we a, just talked about been, that a couple weeks ago. They had that Bard update at, at Summer Game Fest, yeah. I think that was Summer mm-hmm. Game Fest. Maybe PC Gaming Show. Yeah, I was looking at the the devs. Uh, I, I think it's Took Games is how you would pronounce that. Um they had one other game uh, that they worked on for this called Live Lock that came out in uh, 2016, which was a uh, top-down shooter uh, with solo and cooperative play uh, that was published on uh, or by Perfect World uh, in August of 2016. Um, looks like it was similar, at least according to this wiki, it was similar to the Diablo, Diablo series in gameplay, but with guns in a post-apocalyptic setting. Um so not necessarily like a, a storied studio when it comes to uh, at least games that they had put out. Um, I don't know who, at least on the, in the studio, like where some of their, uh, what are some of the other things that they've worked on like as a entity, but doesn't look like much. They're definitely pretty, uh, pretty new. So they got bought by Hasbro in 2019, I think solely for this, it looks like. So yeah, a little, little rough. Maybe not the best on are, their uh, their first go. I'm ju- I'm also just curious. Are are the are the bones of the game there to put flesh onto, or does this game just need to be like I can like 
Never mind, fuck it, we're out. <laughs> I thought the loot aspect as someone that will play a game that is pretty rough, <laughs> but enjoy the looting aspect, I thought the loot was, was cool. Um, Dan and Classic Danway got a legendary on the first level yesterday, and it looked like a, you know, it, it looked as a legendary item would. It had a cool-looking different art to it. Um, they had skins in the game so I could like skin my, um, I think I might do it here in just a bit. I skinned my, uh, axe to look like it had like a lich's face or on it or, or something. Um, so it looks like they've got some cool looking itemization. Um, and the item, the, the, the character looks do change as you equip items. Uh, there are different looks. It's not just always the same looking fighter. Um, so, like, in, in that as aspect, Zeke, the, the bones of that system seem fairly competent and fine. Um, granted, that was after one level. I don't know, like, what different type of things you can get. Uh, I got, uh, that axe right there is, like, acid-based, and I think acid ignores armor, or that was a bug. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I could just go straight through armor and it would deal damage to the uh, the HP pool of the next uh, the next level. Um, super strong. Yeah, yeah. There's also, I mean, like now now I'm going through the sponsored checklist here. There's uh, there's a bunch of different moves that you unlock with gold. I, gold is also used to upgrade your weapons. There's like feet points that you can go and change. Um, you you can find like attribute points. So like. It seems like that aspect of the game was uh, competent, was like, you know, seven out of 10 material, like fine. It, it seemed like it was it serviceable. Um, it's just once you get into the actual gameplay, I think if I could snap my fingers and go back to co-shooting those mobs and them just kind of literally standing there, not kind of, they were literally just standing there taking damage um, from his archer. Yeah. It's, the only yeah. thing they're missing was like a big like yawn and stretch. Yeah, yeah, they it, you definitely uh, definitely have to fix that. But is there any RP in this? In the sense of mm, do they talk? Just what you want to do? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yes. There, there is some yes, talking. There is. There's some dialogue between the characters as you like choose and like I, I think they it was random one offs. It it I don't know how to Kill might be a better or be able to explain it better. Like for me, it was I think my character who was the dwarf locked up the barbarian at one point or like threw him in prison because the dwarfs like control this land or something but it was, it was definitely like a one-off banter where i was like what the fuck are we talking about like where did that come from and then nothing was said again um so i don't know if that like carries on or or if that's you know i think vermintide uh does something similar to that effect but yeah co did you did you they have like a cutscene when he started you off play to tell the story, solo but, yeah. You're a silent protagonist, pretty much. Outside of like all? battle, outside of battle quips, like every so often it'd be like, you know, for the greenhouse on the hill or some shit like that. But it's never like interesting lore or anything. It's yeah, it's really it's um, it's not great, and it's kind of funny because I didn't even know that there was banter until someone was like, "Wow, it's so quiet if you play by yourself," and I was like, Honey. <laughs> um, like what? What do you mean?" fair friend uh i so yeah that was kind of unfortunate he, there's not really any monologuing from the sounds of it yeah one mm. one big flaw uh zeke you know you're asking about the bones all these moves mm. that i'm like buying right here as far as i know i didn't check it because i just i checked once and 
the game up to that point made me believe that it was true. Maybe I'm wrong about this. When you when you purchase the moves in town, it tells you what those moves are, and it tells you like it shows the little move happening and all that stuff. You can't open a move list or anything once you load into the level. So unless you know what the move was that you unlocked, you just have to like guess how to input it once you're actually playing the game. So all of the moves that I got, I remembered how to do one and it happened by complete circumstance. And that's the only move I did for the rest of the game uh, for like the next 45 minutes. Um, I did not see like a move list anywhere once I started actually fighting and whatnot. So that was also kind of crappy. Because uh, like, I would have liked to use those moves that I used uh, that I paid gold oh. for. Oh, so you yeah. want you want the game to hold your hand, huh, JP? I do. You want the game to tell you how to use the moves you paid I, for? Yes, I do. You, you all have you. brains, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> what Why don't you use you them once in a while? I I am a streamer. I gave my brain up a handful of years ago. Okay, mm. we setting casuals. Yeah. Thank you, chat, for that one. Yeah. Also, by the way, I do see some people that are like doing their best to defend this game and stuff and here's the thing i don't think we are angry if you're having fun with it in fact no, if you are all. especially like i do I know a friend admittedly i know some some friend groups uh in fact i was just looking uh technique a great streamer he is on twitter like relatively defending this game and, and that's because he's been playing with his friends and they're having a good time together and they're they're kind of seeing the good part of the game because they're always playing together and you know that that things are more balanced they're just like JP said, you're not paying as much attention to the bugs. Or you're laughing you know, at like, them. You're just losing your shit. Or that too. <laughs> That's what but, I'm... but here's the thing. Us having problems and issues with the game, especially this whole play, doesn't mean we're telling you not to have a good time. We're, yeah. we're just telling you our experiences. And if you're liking the game, awesome. Yeah. Great. I'm, I'm, I wish, I wish I could say I was too. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I mean, more power to you if you're enjoying it. I, I wish I was too. Um, and I hope that they patch it up enough to where we can say we're having fun. Yeah. The, I, I'll, I'll say what I said yesterday. The best thing I could say about the game is if you have game pass, you have this game. If you've got a bunch of friends, you can jump yeah. into it and figure it out for yourself. And um, it is definitely from everything I've heard more fun with friends. Yep. This is, this is, this is a game designed to play with your buddies, play yeah. with your buddies and just like run into all the fights. And, and you will have a significantly better experience <laughs> well, um, than a lot of people. 100%, because, you know, that that's the mace that I was, like, skinning uh, for reference. But, yeah, oh, cool. because not there's only one ranged character in the archer. Funny enough, the only character that got, that I saw, like, a heal apart from potions was also the archer. She gets, like, an AoE heal that you can put down. Um, so it definitely seems like the characters uh, have synergy <laughs> with one another. <laughs> Sorry. Do friends come with the game pass too? Uh, no. Funny enough, but I, I don't think but, there's matchmaking in this. Is there? I don't. I don't know. But no, actually, there's not because uh, Skill Up is talking about how you have to use the Steam thing to like invite and join other people, oh, which is boy. a mess. Okay. I don't even know if there's any ways, ways to do it. But that being said, if you are looking for people to play with, jump into a streamer's Discord and ask. Um, seriously, especially for a game on Game Pass, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of other people are just like. Oh, oh, Chad is saying there is matchmaking. Yeah, by the way, same. Chad is saying there is matchmaking. Quick play. Um, yes, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, I didn't do it. I didn't uh, but that being said, you'd be surprised, especially for a game that's on Game Pass, how many people would be like, "Yeah, I'll try it out with you." Like, sure. Like, and just meet somebody new and play with them. Yeah. Like, it's totally fine. So yeah, there is there is voice and comms in the game. There I've is. Never seeing a push to talk option. So you're good. 
I think. And also, uh, I want to mention this because, uh, oh, actually, you know what? JP, you go first. I was going to say, I, I think by default, voice activation is bound to the mouse wheel as well. So just be wary of that. Um, okay. I think that's like a default. click or a scroll. I think it's a scroll. <laughs> you have to scroll while you're talking? I don't know. I. There's a lot of things. One of my favorite parts, Co probably also uh, found this when I first booted up the game. And you go to the option menu. If you're not using a controller, you have to click every single time you want to go down on an option or up on an option. And this or includes move a, move a bar left or right. This includes a bar that has a hundred different settings on it, like a volume bar from zero to one hundred. Uh, <laughs> which was, I sat there about probably twenty seconds trying to click the goddamn bar in the center and drag it one way or the other. Nope, you have to hit the arrows on the side. Um, so it is a fully consolified uh, option setting, uh, one of which I highly recommend using a controller to play the game with. Anyways, Zeke, what were you going to say? I was going to say, uh, outside of this like game specifically, I see a lot of, every time someone talks about friends, like one of us streamers, like, friends, what are those? Like that kind of shit. Like, just want to reiterate, or just if you didn't know, all three of us probably have Discord servers, yeah? Sure, yeah. And in my Discord server, and I'm sure probably both of yours, there has, a, like, a looking for group thing. If yep, you want absolutely. friends to play with, please take advantage of our looking for group shit. That's why they exist. Yep. Yeah. And if you are part of these communities, guess what? If you like it or not, you've got some friends. It's I guarantee you, if you're active in any of our channels, there are other people who would probably... Love to play with you. That's so true. check out the LFG things and do it. So yeah, mm -hmm. takes yep. the littlest bit of effort and you'd probably be surprised. Maybe even meet someone you like and start playing with. Yeah, exactly. Cool. That's, uh, that's I, I mistakenly uh, call this game Baldur's Gate, colon Dark Alliance. This is Dungeons and Dragons, Dark Alliance, uh, to stay on brand mm -hmm. there. Fairly certain I spent the Important, past uh, difference. two hours of the sponsored stream saying the exact wrong name. So shout out to, uh, <laughs> did you really, <laughs> I'm fairly certain I did. Uh, we had some tech issues at the start of the stream. Uh, did we tell, did we make sure to tell JP the verbiage? <laughs> like he's, 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 he's said it wrong like a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. Someone sent him a message yeah. right now. Yeah. Definitely had the creative brief open. Definitely looked at it for about five seconds and thought, eh, we'll be fine. And then, you know, it happened. Uh, all right, we got like 20 minutes or so, maybe a little bit less than that. Co, I know you played a bunch of demos. Uh, I've I only did. I, I finished Ratchet and Clank, by the way, just real quick. I echo everything Co said. Uh, that game is incredible. It's through the roof and it's a new standard. It is a new standard for graphics and video games. Every game that I play will, uh, from this point, be judged uh, against that. It is, <laughs> it's, it blows my mind the things that they do in that game from a graphics perspective and like literally jumping from fully loaded level to loaded level with zero. And I, I literally mean you're walking into a portal and it's loaded and then you're walking back over into the portal and it's loaded and it's just magic at that point. Um, it's even crazier. You warp into a level. There's like a giant set piece that happens yes. in front of you. And then you work back and it's like, dude, those, those portions when you're on the bars and you're doing the like yes. grinding on the bars and stuff. Oh my God. I got goosebumps during those scenes. 
Um, they they were and they it's were incredible. fun. They were not only incredible; they were fun. I had, it's so, like, I yeah, had so much fun. That, masterpiece, dude. The game was definitely like every five minutes you get a new thing thrown at you, whether it's a weapon or uh, some tool or some new level thing. Um, it's definitely an eyegasm. It's it's a lot of fun to play. Uh, the story was fine. Uh, I didn't have really any issues with the story. Um, it's great. It's a it's a fantastic game. If you have a PS5 definitely pick it up it is it is without a doubt a showcase uh game for that that system um yeah and then just more guilty gear is, is all i've played uh but Cole, you did a bunch of these demos for the i did i think three days of the demo thon where i just basically like cherry picked demos i i completed almost all of them a few i didn't like i would play it and get a good grasp of the game or felt like i seen what i wanted to and then move on but man there are some phenomenal demos out there um just to to give some some highlights uh yeah. death trash death trash is awesome it is unique it is interesting it is like a full art oh, i'm not going to spoil it don't worry don't worry <laughs> i know i'm just kidding i'm like, not going to spoil really it yeah i'm going to be careful bit. because here's the thing here's the thing all these demos almost all these demos you can still go get i'm just going to well, they're demos say this though real they're quick. not they're, yeah no they're not the full game but i'm just going to say this yeah. real quick whoever's idea it was to do next fest amazing idea to get a bunch of indie devs to put demos out phenomenal but whoever walked up behind him and said yeah let's take those demos down at the end of the the fest absolutely terrible idea <laughs> because the amount of people like it the, i mean it's it's crazy when you, like after the event you can be like yeah i had so much fun with this demo and someone's like oh cool let me go play it and they can't yeah and it's just like there's no good there's nothing good out of that it's not a good thing it's just a lack of PR and a lack of people being able to play. So anyway, they should do next fests every year. And I think, and I know I'm going to be tuning in moving forward, but for the love of God, just leave the demos up. Have it be a big demo release event instead of a limited time. You have to do it now event. Do, um, that just makes no sense. Do you know which anyway. ones, for example, were not available so that people don't go? Uh, yeah. I, I tried to play one today that was not available. Oh, okay. I think it was called like road 98. Okay. And it looks super it looks super cool like it's about this it's like this choose your own adventure hitchhiking game where you play like this person and you can either like try to go home or try to join a gang or it looks it looks wild and i watched the trailer and i was like oh hell yeah let me play this demo route 96 thank you and and i went to play the demo and it's just gone and people were like no check again it's definitely there and then chat was like no apparently it's it was part of the demo thon and it's gone now so also i played this amazing game called lake Oh, anyway, so going going back to the demothon, Death Trash is awesome. It's very unique. I highly recommend it for people that like kind of uh, action RPG things and unique settings. Um, I did play Lake. It's Lake. Really, it's, there's no wood chipper. I was really, really hoping there would be a twist, but it's clearly a game that is designed. the 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 male aspect of it is 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 just a conveyor belt to move you through this relatively complex social my life is strange like thing going on except without the crazy sci-fi stuff mm. um it's it it's was just, just a demo people, though, right it was just a demo i wouldn't hold your breath you might so. not want to spoil the twist <laughs> <laughs> but yeah any, anyway it, open, it, man there there clearly is content there for people that are fans of like social stuff social situations and weird and awkward things like she's returning to her hometown after like 20 plus years and just in the first little bit she has many interesting social awkward social things so I'm, I'm sure some people like that kind of stuff and a lot of people in my chat said it was really chill like they just kind of like listening to it it's fully voice acted so I mean, you know i it's interesting it's there, but i don't think it's gonna have the they're twist. gonna be put into a wood chipper sometime in that game or no <laughs> we can only hope 
We can only okay. help. Right. Um, other okay. big shout outs, uh, Gloomwood. Gloomwood is awesome. It is by the New Blood guys. So it's kind of got an old school retro throwback. It is basically like a, a spooky, weird thief game um, that runs really well in this weird environment. I had a great time playing it. I was super bummed when the demo was over. Uh, this is me watching one of the gameplay trailers. Oh, okay. Um, but I mean, it, it's the same thing. You're not missing anything, but cool. it was really cool. It gave me some serious, like when old school games were amazing kind of vibes, there's some awesome voice acting in it. Um, definitely a winner. And I will be revisiting that one for sure. Cool. Uh, Man, Unmetal. feels so familiar, like CD-ROM style. Like this looks like shit. I know more, That's awesome. more than a few people. When I played this was like, this is totally a Z game. This is totally <laughs> a Z game. Um, so yeah, I think you really like it. Uh, Unmetal was hilarious. I loved Unmetal. Uh, I was I was laughing pretty much the whole time. It's basically just a giant like joke on Metal Gear Solid, but it actually has like some kind of cool, fun gameplay elements and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I had a great time with Unmetal. Uh, another game that I was sad when it ended. Uh, Terra Nil, which was that is that game where you uh, you start with like a desolate wasteland yeah, and you have to I, make it. It's a puzzle game. I played this That's off stream. And I was, yeah. I was like, this is just a fucking puzzle game. That's wild. It's a puzzle game. Yeah. And it's a fun puzzle game. I ended up beating the demo and it was really cool. Like it's, I like it's it. this multi-layered puzzle game where you have to balance like your resource use with generating resources and covering the map and accomplishing goals. And yeah, this is, this was definitely a game when I was at the end, I was like, oh man, like, damn. I wonder, like, I, I'm curious how much they actually put in, like what else is put in here? Cause we got to like tier three or four when like the airship unlocked i wonder like how well, advanced my guess my guess is that we may have unlocked a lot of stuff but it looks like that airship was designed because at the very end it shows one of many different continents on the planet right. getting filled in yeah. so my guess is the difficulty is going to start going up like maybe they're going to put you in a plant or in an area without a river so you have to make your own rivers and that of course comes with all its own problems and yeah. you know I'm, I'm sure there's probably at least another tech level or two you probably you don't have a ship anymore so you're not going to be building another ship. So, you know, what are you going to be doing in the next areas? So there's, there, you know, there's lots of, lots of ways they can go with it. And uh, I'm there for it. I, yeah, I had a great time I liked with it. it. That's fun. Mm -hmm. It's very and, pretty. Uh, and too. it was good. The music like yeah. changes as stuff gets built in the world. Like they, they definitely know what yeah. they're doing. Um, the, oh, and the, and did you, you did the humidity stuff too? That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I understood the humidity. Well, understood is a loose word. <laughs> I, I, I don't really feel like humidity. you can. <laughs> I, I don't really feel like you can spoil this game, so I'll go ahead. ahead no, no, and say no. It. I, it's not necessarily spoiling. It's it's more just like, oh, that's the humidity. Anyways, and then I just did something. Else. Well, well, again, not to spoil it because honestly, it's good. It's probably good that you know this if you are going to play it. When you get the when you when you nail the humidity and the temperature, it starts raining. Like, oh, it actually like okay. like very comforting sounds and everything. But here's what's awesome: anywhere the rain touches turns green. So every time it rains, your whole map starts turning green in the areas you couldn't get That's to. That's important. Okay. Uh, which is awesome. That's so important. yeah, it's 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 very, very cool. Yeah. Um, don't spoil the game. It's not, I'm not, it's not really spoiling. It's I'm not. spoiling gardening. Yeah. Like it's, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> Rain makes uh, sometimes uh, things pretty. Spoiler. It's like water. Yeah, it turns out. <laughs> um, but anyway, another. Like... Uh... Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm just rattling off. I'm just saying, really like, I'm super excited that, like, indie games and demos like we get to be like it was we're gonna start being in the first half of the show and not just like an afterthought at the end of well the, it of depends the if you're playing them or co 
is really well yeah i was gonna say that's, that's, gonna that's, be, most, that's mostly yeah. you not yeah. the demos yeah. it's, it's you that we're trying to relegate to the end of the don't show don't come for the snarkiest motherfucker ever zeke because i'll snark right back yeah <laughs> you better come you be the, come the king you better kill the king yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> uh la like last last couple i'll mention here um i also did uh war tales very cool turn-based sandbox game war tales is basically a turn-based like medieval sandbox game that's almost it's more like a smaller scale um um what's the recent chivalry like game where you take over the, the whole continent but it's like large-scale battles what am i trying to say mountain blade I can't, I can't, mountain blade yes thank you it's more of like a smaller scale mountain blade where you have like just a few people but you get to like travel around the map you can take contracts do what you want to do um, there's like all this other stuff happening that you can kind of interact with or not interact with. It seems like it's going to be the kind of game when it's done that could take like a lot of people's time if they like it. A uh, lot of random stuff going on, lot like different skills, different classes. Uh, it seemed very cool. And I definitely played it enough where I was like, I'm going to want to do a run of this when it comes out. Um, that was cool. Is it using any like rule set in particular? Or is it, is it its own so. game? Okay. It's its, it's own, its own game. Gotcha. Yep. Is it kind of like Battle Brothers? Yeah, yeah. People people were comparing it to Battle Brothers. It's it's similar from what I understand to Battle Brothers. I haven't played that, so yeah. And then uh, outside of that, I did the Final Fantasy demo. Chaos! I haven't played that yet. Really cool. I've heard. Like, that. I, the, man, that trailer just was terrible compared to what that <laughs> game is. Like, the actual game has tons of different moves you can do. It feels good. There's like jobs and stuff you can get. You can be a mage. You can be a uh, a sword fighter like it the, the, you can link combos together it's got like a neo style system where it's like you pick what moves go at the end of what combos and i mean it 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 felt pretty damn great um i'm and there's a full loot system where you get like different types of gear and those gears have levels on them and they have like i think rng stats maybe so there's like a farming thing there's a, a skill absorption system where you can like absorb skills and throw them back at the enemies it is cool and I definitely recommend action fans, like, even if you didn't like the trailer, especially if you're like me and thought the trailer was kind of dumb, um, I, I definitely, definitely recommend trying the demo. It was nice game name. Yes. Um, How but long yeah, was it's, it? I'm not done with it. I played oh. it for maybe an hour, hour and a half-ish, and I was not done. So, and it, it it has more to go. I am playing on the hardest difficulty, and enemies are a little spongy, but there's like a break fatality murder system, which is kind of cool. So you can kind of, you know, like... Huh. just break break their stamina kind of bar down and then you can just fatality them through the rest of their life hmm. um there's also a lot of cool gotchas like with these particular mobs you can absorb their fire spell and then you can hit them with fire which at first i did a few times and i was like lol fire on a fire bomb what's that gonna do but if you hit them enough times it overcharges them and they self-destruct so you know there's like cool little gotchas in the game as well which is kind of fun hmm. um but yeah can, we, can you use a different um, word for that because it got me it made me twitch a little rather than gotcha true not oh <laughs> you gotta adjust your vocabulary you know like, bad, it, you're talking about like i gotcha kind of not like yeah not like gambling oh it took me a second i was like g-o-t-c-h-a so i'm sitting here like okay, okay. I, I cannot use okay. that if you want that's fine um because you said yeah. gotcha and immediately i could like instinctually <laughs> i went what you reach for your wallet and you're like, well, hold on now. Let me look at my... Yeah. <laughs> How much is this going to cost Very me? Very Pavlovian. Yeah. 99 cents? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I um, guess so. 
Okay, so I need to write that down. Gotcha will make me tick. Okay, okay, great. Uh, so anyway, going, go, um, outside of that, I probably played like 15 plus more demos. Um, I played a lot of like very cool side scrollers. There's, what, there's a lot of kind of fun. What about Industry of Titans? Because I know this was a big release. Oh, Not, yes. I know I did a sponsor yeah. stream of Industry of Titans. Oh, this was so this, sponsored. This, this, okay. okay. Two hour sponsored yeah. event. Um, and I'm doing But it was tomorrow. great. Nice. Yeah, nice. it was really cool. This This game is unique. It is a Good. creative builder. It is, um, it, it, I know, right? Especially after Dark Alliance. Uh, it was, <laughs> it was really fun. I had a great time with it. I definitely played it enough to realize, like, by the time I was done with my two hour sponsored thing, I definitely, if, if I did not have Dark Alliance right after it, there's no question I would have kept playing it. Um, in fact, I, it's one of those games where you play it for a little bit and you're like, okay, I want to restart because I know so many ways I could have done what I just did better. Um, but yeah, you basically like, you're, you're, you're coming in as a, as basically a startup on this, on the moon Titan. And there's been a lot of failed ventures before you. So there's ruins and stuff everywhere. And the goal is to basically like accomplish these small goals while you're expanding out your new business. There's like production stuff. There's colony, a uh, colonist to manage. You're breaking down ruins for resources. You're establishing resource lines. The buildings that you build on like the building map all have interiors like this, which then you can expand, you can connect them. You can have different floors. Um, and you kind of like not only build the actual buildings on the on the main map, this one, but you're then also going in and like specking out how they work on the inside. It's a very cool system and it 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 leads to a lot of creative decision making. So um right right when I was done, like I said, I immediately thought of so many different ways I could have done it. This is almost kind of like a Tetris minigame in some ways, because every building has like a different certain shape, and then you need to kind of connect them in a way that makes sense and and power them properly, and it's cool. It's really cool. So, okay, okay. Now, this, I want to say, like, I'm, I was trying to figure out, like, what appealed to me about this rather than, like, other builders. Other builders, it's like, you can go anywhere you want. I think I like having a fence. Like, I like having, like, you ha you can build, but you make the shit in this little area and yeah. you can't go out of bounds. I like yep. that. I like boundaries. I, I need <laughs> rules. Ever since elementary school, my I was taught that. And what's kind of nice for you, Zeke, also, is the game very much works in, like, a crawling objective way. So oh. it's like, okay, do this objective. Okay, you're done with that? Okay, next objective, do this. Okay, you're done with that? Next objective, do this. So it's kind of like you always have this goal you're working towards, at least in the demo, of course, um, where I played it for two hours and I was still constantly just going objective, objective. There's also a light defense and combat element. You can build, like, laser towers. And I think I ended the demo where I was supposed to build a, a shipyard and start making ships because like rebels will attack your place. So there's like a, you know, a defense aspect as well. Um, but it seemed really cool, man. The music by Danny B yeah. is phenomenal. So like what? the music I didn't is, even know that. yes, yeah. I know. Can, I didn't either. You can either. buy the soundtrack, I think for like 10 bucks. Oh my Lord. Oh, it's so good. good. Old Banny Darnowski. Um, yeah. Not only that, but this game has a fully built in music player. So if you like a song, there's like a little button in the top, right? It just shows all the tracks and you just double click on them and like listen to whatever track you like over. It's, it's yeah, it's yeah. Fun. It's a for lot those, of fun. For those that don't know, Danny B is most famous for our intro uh, tune mm -hmm. here on Drop Frames. Yeah, that's that's his claim to fame. So, yep, yeah. and good vibes to him. He's yeah. uh, doing Amongst some other medical things. stuff on Twitter, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's he's an extremely talented guy. And you know, I think I speak for the whole show when I say we're rooting <laughs> yeah. for you to get through all your stuff. And oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Super uh, talented dude. Does this game ever get like overbearing or micromanagey? That's my big. The whole worry. game is micromanaging. Ah, oh, shit. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you, but the the whole game is basically kind of like 
um, you're micromanaging the colony. Um, it, it's it's the fact that you can zoom into the buildings and like actually place the components, you know, even okay. more accentuates that fact. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like that's just that's how it is, yeah. Cool. Hmm. All right. It's a it's it's a it's a cool way of like I feel like if you look at Sim City, right? Like Sim City was always like, mm -hmm. We need bigger city, we need more as many buildings as possible. And these guys are like, What if we just looked inward? Right? Like what if we just took our five or six buildings and then you built inside them. It's it's a clever way oh, to, to address apparently that. Apparently gets crazy because like the buildings you can upgrade to have multiple floors and then you can put like two factories next to each other and join them. So this screen becomes like a giant rectangle. Like it actually gets bigger um, and it gives you more room to work inside. So there, even even though it's it's restrictive, there there's definitely still creative building potential by a lot. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Uh, Zeke, you're doing a sponsor stream for this tomorrow, right? What, what time is that? If people want to check it out uh you know my normal starting time uh okay. i usually start at 10 a.m pacific and then uh let music play bullshit and then 10 30 actually starts to sponsor content so cool cool, cool. yep all right uh yeah outside of that the only last things to talk about i i did play a lot more demos um they're all i think on my youtube but the, there's a lot of very cool side scrollers that we played there's a lot of uh, very artistically interesting side scrollers that were a lot of fun um played just a lot of stuff, man. I really, really liked the demo thing. That was really played my time at Sandrock. Uh, it's basically my time at Porsche with a bunch more QRL, uh, QRL, QOL, even, um, and and like some great, great QOL. Um, some of the stuff that really bothered me from from Sandrock or from Porsche was in Sandrock, and I am very much looking forward to playing that. Grime is a Metroidvania. Had a great time with Grind. It's a Grime, I think it is. It's a it's a super surreal, oh, yeah. interesting. Like you're, I I'm pretty sure you're playing some kind of personified black hole creature, because like you basically go around and like absorb the mass of other things and then use that to like edit yourself. I don't know. It's it's wild. So Kirby, but, <laughs> sort of. Um, but yeah, that was Grime, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It also has it's not only has Metroid elements, but it has Dark Souls elements. So it's kind of like a, a weird Dark Soul Metroidvania hybrid thing. Very interesting though, and uh, and very beautiful. Like it, the graphics were were really good with that. So cool. I'm trying to think, Chad, did I miss any big ones? I'm pretty sure that was all the big ones. I only did it like three days, and I've talked about a bunch of them. So yeah, played a, another couple, like a weird Dark Souls one, except instead of you're a ghost and you inhabit the enemies. So the way that it works is hmm. like you're in a ghost form, kind of like in World of Warcraft after you die, and you're very weak. But if you get an enemy down to a certain level, you can then jump into its body and then you're the enemy and you get all the stats of the enemy and then you run around and kill other enemies and you can like jump into their bodies if you want to. Um, Wolf Stride, you basically play Spike from Cowboy Bebop and it's a turn-based mech combat game in black and white. That was pretty cool. Uh, cool. Looking forward to that one too. And that's it. Let's end it there. Cool. Yeah. Let, let's do our, uh, let's do our quick shout outs. We'll, uh, go to our break here, then, uh, get Phil in on the, uh, in on the show. So, uh, Zeke, you want to do some shout outs real quick? Sure. Uh, what's up everybody. Thank you for watching. Thanks to, uh, Phil Spencer for being here, uh, later. <laughs> Thanks Co. <laughs> JP being good, great co-host. Uh, my name is Ezekiel the third. You can find me at or slash Ezekiel underscore I just like that. Uh, I broadcast most days at 10 AM Pacific. And tomorrow we're going to be playing Industries of Titan. And uh, then uh, after that, I don't know. Maybe we'll play that all day. Who knows? But uh, it's a sponsor stream starting the day tomorrow and uh, figure it out later. So that's all I got. Thanks.
Cool. Co, do some shout outs. Sure. Thank you for listening to me drone on about all that stuff recently. I, I had a lot to talk about. Uh, my name is Co. Uh, big stuff for me. We're going to be doing um, probably some Battlefield 4 tomorrow. We've got a fun little golf sponsored event tonight. Uh, probably some demos tomorrow. And then on Friday, we have a gigantic charity event. I would love to see you guys here for it. It's our biggest goals ever. We're doing goals like a 90 day workout challenge. We might actually even get to me playing every bit of the Final Fantasy 14 story, uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Also, I need to talk to Zeke, but JP's already on. We may be doing some Mario Golf during the charity stream on Friday, which could be a lot yeah. of fun as well. Uh, so yeah, hope to see you guys there. It's going to be from 8 to 4 on Friday on my birthday. So uh, as always, thank you guys for watching. And if I don't see you then, I'll probably be on next week, but I think I'm, I know I'm moving someday next week. So <laughs> it's oh, going to happen at some point. Oh, um, but yeah, we'll do our best to be on and, and go. So thanks for watching as always. And can't wait to see you for Phil. Cool. We're going to take a quick break and uh, get Phil all situated, make sure he sounds and uh, looks pretty. And then we'll, uh, we'll be back and talk to him. So Phil always looks pretty. He's laughing at you right now. You can't see this, but he's laughing at you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be back in like two minutes or so. Uh, more drop frames coming up right after this. We'll see you then. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Drop Frames. We got Phil in the call. Phil, what, uh, was that your? Is this Phil crazy? Is that the craziest we're gonna see? That's crazy. That's as crazy <laughs> as I get. That's it. <laughs> well, before we get started, I, I have. To, I'm sorry to do this to you, Phil. We, I just contractually, I gotta do this, and we gotta. What? What do <laughs> you guys see? see? Anything? Nothing. Let me. Uh, nothing. Do we got? Uh, yeah. Okay. We got a controller back there. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. And well, I'm uh, assuming yeah. from the shirt yeah. that you're here to give us lots of insider information on a vow. Uh, feel free to continue. <laughs> That's true. I can't wait to be able to show more about a vow. It's, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, really just, well, I, I, I'm going to already inter uh, interrupt your introduction. So we, we should continue. <laughs> but I will go on with my obsidian love forever. So I don't I think you that. and Co both will. So I'm just I'm just gonna to interject here, uh, and we'll we'll jump into the interview. Uh, the last time I think we spoke was around uh, last October, right before you guys were getting ready to launch the consoles. Uh, yeah, how's everything going? How how has the the past year or little less than a year been uh, with all of that? Um, I mean, overall, everything considered, I'm incredibly proud of the work that the teams have done um, in. You know, obviously difficult circumstances. I wish we had more hardware. There's no way to avoid that conversation. Uh, it just bugs me to no end. You know, the number of mail and social reach out that I get from people who have just been trying to get a console. Um, not just us, obviously, you know, the, the PS5 is in high demand as well. I just think people um, at a time where they want to can, they want to just invest in their gaming love and, and, and play new games. And these consoles are just so hard to get. And then you have like the bots and the the scalper situation. So that's that part's painful, just because I I always hate to disappoint people when they're they're trying to find the great console. But I'm proud of the hardware. Uh, I'm proud of the work that the game teams have been doing, both ours and third parties. And I think this generation for the industry is off to a good start. Uh, and I can't wait to see where it where it ends up. But I feel good. I feel really good about the products that we put out in market. Uh, apart from kind of the you know the the chip shortages uh, causing a lot of the the slowdown of of sales and whatnot, what have what have been some of the other biggest pain points uh, across the year you, you think for you guys? 
That's been the biggest one. I mean, game production, and I've talked about this one a few times, that game production with everybody working from home, not to go all kind of game dev geek on it, but especially for games that were pre-content complete, so they weren't really in that kind of finalization phase over the last year. If the COVID hit and everybody started working from home and you were still trying to finish assets and to a level of polish, that was just a difficult situation. And I think we still see it. Uh, we still see some big games that are out there that don't have final dates on them, them as we try to final things. Uh, you see it on the third party side. It's it's just a, a difficult environment. Game development, such especially large scale game development is really a communal activity uh, and just unlearning all those learned behaviors of me walking to somebody's office, handing them the controller. How does this feel to you? And kind of going back and forth on different things. You just, it's hard to replicate that uh, remotely. So uh, the fact that we're getting games out, both us and our partners is a good thing. I think 22 is going to be a pretty amazing year because you've just got a lot of stuff that was supposed to be in 21. That's going to, that has ended up in, in 22. But the, I think the, the sunshine starting to come through on that. Uh, hopefully we're seeing that the beginning of the end of everybody uh, working remotely. Um, we'll still have some people that always work remotely, but just for that creative process, bringing people back together. But first and foremost has to be safety and security of the team. So, you know, we weren't going to suffer. We weren't going to put that at risk in, in order to, to make more things happen. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Co, um, I know you had, I think we all have questions, so we'll try to keep them brief, but yeah, Co, go ahead. Sure. So this year's E3, um, I, I think I speak for a lot of people that watched that, that the Microsoft Bethesda showcase was pretty great, <laughs> especially for how much content was there and the amount of time. Like there were some huge announcements. There was some fantastic gameplay. Like as a stalker fan, I was just, I, I was going to be thrilled to see a splash screen. <laughs> um, that was, that was incredible. Um, how did you guys think that it went? I, I'm sure you guys, I know you guys set lofty expectations. What was the internal feel for the show and, and what did, what was your reaction after everything? Yeah, it's such a, a good conversation. So we start about eight months before the show, starting to get the pieces together and kind of formulating what we think we're going to be able to put on stage, in this case, a virtual stage. I probably watched the show 30 or 40 times in some kind of version of it before it actually went live. I do my own internal grading. Some days I love it. Some days I don't. I can be looking at the same video. Sometimes it's just my mood um, of what's there. You know, the thing, uh, I loved opening and closing with Bethesda. Uh, as the first time we're doing the showcase together, I thought that meant something. Like, And I always try to find meanings in, in parts of the show. So I loved having Todd come out. I thought his dialogue around the 20 years of Xbox, and he can do that authentically, just given the role that Bethesda has played on the Xbox over the years. I just, I love the fact that we did that finishing with Redfall, I thought was strong. And I'm just like, when I think about say playground and the work they did with Forza Horizon, I thought that was just such a good way to show what they had been working on. Um, I, I will say though, I was surprised how positive the reaction was. I was positive on the show. Um, the reaction was even more positive than, um, than I had it. And sometimes it's the opposite where I'm more positive than the show turns out. It's just the, the art form that is entertainment. Um, you know, but it's it's such a nice thing for the teams to work so hard for so long to put that show together 
Um, I love that we have the 30 games, 27 in game pass. I can do all my PR st- speak on it. <laughs> uh, but more than anything was just, um, as you said, team like stalker teams that did a really good job putting gameplay on screen, entertaining people. I thought the production team did a really good job with the pacing of the show. I thought that was just a highlight. Uh, I loved having Sarah come out and Pete come out and, and talk. Um, I, I kind of look at the quality of the show as inversely proportional to how much I'm on stage. So this has got to be a great show. <laughs> that was just like a little section at the end. And that's the way we should keep it. We should, keep the old guy off the stage let the people oh, that the Lord. smart people doing the work on stage but i was i was i was really happy with the reaction and i was pleasantly surprised to see everybody loving it so much so that was great so on on that vein there were a lot of announcements what was what was the big moment you were waiting to see everyone's reaction to and did it deliver yeah um one of them well, Redfall is obviously one you just call out because it's Arcane, which is a studio that has a great following. Um, I wanted to be the one to introduce that. I thought like that was something I, I just I wanted to get in. Um, it's a game that Arcane hasn't done before. When you think about that type of game, at least Arcane. Or let's say it's not the game that they're used to, that they're known for. Uh, but it's a game that they want to build. They have such passion and love for that. Um, and I was curious, right? I, I was curious of people who were maybe thinking about Prey and Dishonored and other things that people think about under the general arcane umbrella and how Redfall was land, would land. And I, I love the fact that um, for the most part, people seem to love, people want to see more gameplay. Uh, you know, I, I get that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought the reaction to it was really good. The other thing I'd say is Flight Sim. Flight Sim was one that uh, we'd had so many questions. When's it coming to console? When's it coming to console? Um, we had a plan all along. Uh, we had to land some of the cloud aspects of it so we could talk to our Xbox One customers at the same time. Uh, but it's just such a striking looking game. It's just like visually the team at Asobo is just killing it with how how that game just plays. Uh, and I, I thought uh, that was nice to see the reaction. My game that I wanted in the show and I was so glad that was there just because I'm an avid snowboarder with shredders. So <laughs> I was like, there's always one or two games that I just kind of cherry pick. And I said, okay, we're somehow we're going to find a way to keep this game um, in the show. And I know it was a, a, a little part of the show, but I just love the fact that we were able to drop a snowboarding game in the in the show. That was great. Yeah, snowboarding games Very are like cool. coming back. And uh, there's a lot of them popping up uh, <laughs> here at the, the start of the generation. Yeah. Um, yeah. This question the, was not uh, pre-approved, but uh, I have to ask, <laughs> will you go snowboarding with me? Oh, oh the, absolutely. Invite. the invite. Absolutely. I think I got to, or can I go with you? I guess would probably be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any better way to put it. <laughs> Kenny Burge and I go. Kenny was, our, one of, was on our PR team, and he and I go. I think we went up 20 plus times this year. We got up a lot of times. I I'm, I love snowboarding. My daughter snowboards, like a good family thing. So, like I said, when I saw that game, I was like, yeah, that game, that, that game's ended up in our show. That's going to be. Nice. I hope you guys don't mind. I'm going to self-invite to that event. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. We'll Everybody head to Denver and hang out. Yeah. Just that's letting you know. I'll, I'll be there too. <laughs> we'll just show hey, up. Man. Like, have you seen? Dumb oh, Dumb you guys Dumb? are you here too. We got, we got good mountains here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, I think out of the the three of us, I'm I'm the big Halo fan here. Uh, I've I've been Halo's been kind of with me throughout my life. Uh, it's where I started in a lot of ways in the industry in terms of covering MLG stuff and 
just kind of yeah. always having a Halo game uh, at some point around in my life. Uh, and I loved what was shown at the showcase. Um, it's been about six years since the last major release in the franchise. Obviously, you guys still have the Master Chief Collection, and, and that's been kind of an ongoing effort over the past couple of years. But are you finding at all that, that 343 is kind of having to reintroduce or maybe tutorialize a lot of the newer FPS generation, the, the Battle Royale kids, as it were? Is there any sort of like, reintroducing of, of what Halo is to those people in the in the mindset and the marketing? Well, you mentioned, I think MCC is doing some work for us there, just having Master Chief out, having it on PC and console. Um, it's done well on Steam. It obviously does incredibly well in Game Pass and on Xbox. The nice thing about what Joseph and the team showed is it's kind of core Halo multiplayer, right? It's, it's arena, it's big team battle. It's stuff that, uh, for those of us that have loved Halo for 20 years now, it's kind of what we almost think of Halo multiplayer is. I thought the arena stuff just looked so clean um, and it was really a easy to relate to. And, um, you know, it's it, obviously it, it hasn't been the easiest year for us with Halo and 343 and showing last year and then having to move the date, which was the right call, but we never liked to do it that way. Mm. Um, so man, was the response to what the team showed um, just such, so refreshing. I said, like, lip, put wind under the sails of the teams because you need to know, like, you guys are creators. You do work to put content out. You're never really sure how people are going to respond. And then when you get a positive response, you can actually feel the injection and energy um, in the team and they make progress faster than they did the day before um, because of that. It's, it's the community impact. Um, in terms of, you know, like other modes and stuff, I think we've, we've talked about Halo Infinite as something we want to build on over time. Uh, one of the things I can say that the teams have gotten really good at, Sea of Thieves is a good example, is building with the community. So taking feedback from what the community is looking for. I know 343 will do a lot of the same with that. But I like that we started with that core, clean arena, big team battle. They've got some changes they're going to make, and you saw some of that in the video. Uh, but those kind of modes are are, are pretty, uh, you know, they're pretty bomb proof. They they last for a long time. They're kind of evergreen. Uh, and I think I've been playing uh, the, the the builds. I, I play at least once or twice a month. I go over with the team. Um, Not don't play with the testers. By that, <laughs> I was gonna say never play a game with the testers of the game. They just destroy me. I think my gamer tag should be Swiss cheese. When you I'm guys have a lot of guys, Halo but... pros too. That's you're, <laughs> yeah, you're, exactly, you're, what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> But it is good. It's it's good to go over and get hands-on controller and play. Uh, and and so it was it was so awesome to get to show it in the show. And the response, like I said, it's just been uh, I thank the community for the support over the years. And it, and it was really great to see the response. I, I got to ask real quick before before Zeke does jump in. Uh, go ahead. No release date in that trailer. Is still coming out this year. Can you shed any light on that? Like, what is the uh, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you heard Joseph say in the talk track this holiday. Uh, it, for us, we're we know kind of our range in the three four week range. We don't have yet the exact day. There's some other things with some other game timing that we're trying to look at. Um, we'll have better clarity over the summer, but this isn't okay. a month's thing. This is just down to a, a few weeks. Um, and so we're like, okay, instead of picking this date and having to move it by a week, which at this point would feel like a fail, like we don't want to do that. Let's wait until we're really solid on what the date is. But the team's very committed to holiday. Um, we feel good about that. 
uh, and you know, the way that Pierre and Joseph are, are running the team, I, I feel good about you know the confidence we have in both quality and getting the game done. Just, awesome, just great to be. Awesome, Zeke. No, I just wanted to ask real quick, uh, going back to you playing with devs and stuff. Uh, I have a buddy that is actually like a tennis pro, and he does like tennis pro lessons for like billionaires. <laughs> Do you have like a game pro? Like, like that you like call over and be like, yeah, I like set him an appointment. No, I got to whoop some devs ass. So can you come over here and um, can you give me a lesson or two? Like anybody who's happened to fall into like a crucible match with me would know I should fire whoever's trying to teach me to play PVP. Like if, if I'm paying somebody for those skills, I, it's dumb money I'm spending. No, like everything I do when I play, it's, I'm the only one on my gamer tag. I sometimes get people thinking that somebody else is on P3 on Xbox Live. Nope, that's just me. Um, and whether you think I'm halfway decent at playing or I'm, I'm horrible, it's 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 that's just me. Uh, that's what I play. But yeah, the uh, I love I love I love. I, I mean, it sounds so cliche for a head of Xbox to say I love video games, but uh, it's you know it's been my my number one hobby since I was a kid. Um, I was mentioning I'm, I was I'm lucky enough to get into a job where I, in this industry doing something I love with an amazing team, and it's uh, yeah I, I feel really blessed to get to do what I do and I get to play games almost every night and that's a blast. <laughs> I do have a segue that's a non sequitur or that is excuse me that that actually makes sense. Ready? Okay. You're a gamer. You tweeted that you uh, finished Psychonauts. Yes. Yes. What's next? Meat circus what's, included. What's next? What are I, so. Uh, last night, uh, I started uh, A Pirate's Life, which I think is really, oh. really good. Yeah, the Sea of Thieves. And I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest licensed IP kind of DLC person. I My gamer cynicism usually spikes when I see those things. Uh, but I just thought it was fantastic. I played, I was playing with a friend. We played through most of the, the first act. Um, first, the soundtrack the work that robin did with merging the pirates of the caribbean soundtrack with the sea of thieves is just fantastic uh i'm playing that I'm, I'm still playing a lot of destiny uh it it just always has its hooks in me um i don't i don't always actually know why what luke and pete and those guys have done to me but uh i keep playing that game and really i'm looking forward to psychonauts too i have a dev build tim has fed me with a dev build of psychonauts too but i'm going to hold off i played a little bit of it um, but I want to wait. August isn't that long to wait, so I can't wait to play that game. It's probably my most anticipated game right now, Psychonauts 2, just in the near term. Awesome. You think it's bad to do licensed IPs in games? Just wait till they start putting creators in games. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say it's bad. I mean, because there's clearly some <laughs> like Spider-Man, what Ted and the team have done with Spider-Man's awesome. Like, there's some licensed IP things. It's just, I've been in this industry, and I've been a gamer for too long that... The, so many bad examples. Not that I would ever think Rare would do that, but they said, "Hey, we're we're going to do this Disney." And I'm like, "Okay, like it, the the IPs make sense to me. They exceeded any expectation I had. Like, it's not exploitive. It's actually really soulful for both what IPs are and um, that experience. Not here to sell the game, but um, I just I was really blown away last night when I was playing, I was, I didn't play any of the dev builds of that one. So I was fresh to it and a uh, really great job by rare. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Co's the Starfield fan, the, the Bethesda fanboy really is the proper way to say it here. Uh, oh, I know you had some questions. Well, about Starfield recovering Bethesda fanboy, but anyway, um, yeah. So, so 
Starfield. Uh, yeah. It was a big debut. I think I speak for many when I say we really want to know more, like what this game is, what it's about, and everything. But, of course, we're not going to talk about that right now. What we are going to talk about, though, is how is Microsoft, especially in this this crazy, unique situation where you are now the owner of Bethesda, and they have this iconic franchise that they've been working on for so long. How do you work with Bethesda on something like Starfield? Like, what is that relationship like? Yeah. Now, just so everybody understands, we've known about Starfield for a while, just even as a platform. Like, we, I, I, we, I'm lucky enough that I get to sit down with most of the third parties and see their three-year roadmap, and we'll talk about things that they want to go do. Um, so I, even before the acquisition, I, I kind of knew what they were wanted to do with this game. Uh, I have a fundamental trust in Todd and what he wants to go build. And I've talked to him a lot um, about what he needs in Starfield. And that's where after the acquisition where it's really come, what can we do to help them ensure that they're going to build the, the best game they've ever built? Because um, that's his goal. And uh, we're, we're working with them now. We're still early. Obviously, the deal just closed in February. Um, but even, you know, opening the show and this was, this is our largest Xbox showcase ever in terms of viewership. You know, we put that game on a real pedestal, opening the show, largest viewership ever, all the impressions of people now putting it on something that they want to watch. Um, Todd's idea to put a date in the trailer. We talked about that a lot about whether you do that, calling a shot that far out. Um, but he, that's something he wanted to do. And for all of our studios, you know, Matt Booty's really taken the approach and Matt Booty runs our first party um, of let's enable these studios to be the best versions of themselves they've ever been. And what do we need to do that? Some of those it's to stay away and let them do what they always do. Some of them will either ask for some technical input or market input, um, creative input certain times. Some of it's funding. We go in if they need people in certain positions that maybe they couldn't afford before um, that we can help there. So every game and leader is a little bit different. Um, and it's been different for me because we're, we're integrating in this team. I would normally be you know, sitting in an Alaska Airlines flight somewhere, flying to these studios and meeting them face to face. Now I'm doing them all over a call. And I was just on like Marty Stratton and I were on yesterday and we were talking about it and the roadmap there, which was fun, but I can't wait to get on the ground. Um, with the studios and and to be talking about what's what they want to go do, but it really is how do we make them allow them to become the best versions of themselves that they can? That is, I think I speak for a lot of us when I say very good to hear. Um, on that note, and this is this is a little bit more of of a targeted question. It you know it's specifically about Starfield, but at the same time, it kind of goes for a lot of the things under under your umbrella now. Um, and, and this is, you know, like back in the day, you know, Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim. These games were incredibly ambitious, and Bethesda at the time was a scrappy little startup. So on release, a lot of times, they, they had some, some pretty major issues. But at the time, you know, people were more thankfully engaged in the content and everything. But these days, especially for something like Starfield, which is now like a globally known brand, like that kind of stuff, is a little bit different. So, so my question to you guys is, do you kind of oversee the projects to make sure it's kind of up to your own standard to like, to, 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 or, or do you just let them do whatever they're comfortable with? Is yeah. it the kind of thing where you might step in and be like, you know what, maybe we need to get like this stuff done before we release it to the wild kind of thing. Or do you just have full confidence that, that they're going to make the decisions that they need to make? Yeah, it's, it's such a good topic. Um, 
the number one, well, is it number one? One of, one of the things we can bring to teams is context. Oh, and I think that's what you're talking about. And even sessions like getting ready for E3, one of the things we did is we brought all of the studio heads in so they could see what the other assets were, what they looked like. Hey, here's where, here's where Playground is setting the bar with Forza Horizon, just so you know what else is going to be in the show and what things look like. Um, and it, that con and it's not, we don't just do that through sessions of like getting ready for E3. Matt and, and Jamie and the, at Bethesda have done a good job getting the creative and technical leaders from the studios together. We've talked a little bit about this um, because it can be isolating when isolating when you're focused on your game and your head's down and you actually, there's some goodness in that because you don't want to be overly influenced by other things that are happening. But at the same time, you do want to know how does this game compare to other things that are in the market? Uh, and sure. so that's a context that we can bring. And the teams have been incredibly open door about sharing information, sharing their roadmaps. Here's where things are. And what that does, then we can then take the requests that come in. If a team sees something and says, hey, I really like how that, that team's doing shaders or animation. Can, you, can I jump in and, and kind of learn on what they're doing? Or maybe we can share some dev and creative capability. Uh, but that context is incredibly helpful to a team. Uh, because a team only sees what they see on YouTube and Twitch. Like if you're an individual studio and you think about it, if you're Ninja Theory and you're working on Hellblade 2, you see your game and then you see what other teams show at certain times. Now we can actually sit down with them and we can say, here's what the coalition is doing with Unreal. And you guys are on Unreal as well. Here's what Rare's doing with Unreal. Um, here's where the bar is going to be with something like a fable um, that you haven't seen, but they can see it and say, okay, now I understand what gamers will be seeing um, when my game comes out um, and where their expectation is. And I, I think that is very valuable. It's very valuable for the industry. It's one of the reasons the industry, we've always loved things like GDC and E3 because it, it allows us to see how our work and, and compares maybe isn't the right word, but it just sits next to other work that's happening um, and gives us a perspective on, on what we're doing. And that's, that's so, so valuable. Awesome. So kind of establishing that context, like these are the AAA games, like this is where we are, like, and we want to be at this level kind of thing. That's right. And your point about a game like Starfield, and I'll put Halo in the same camp, where you're absolutely right. If you're a smaller team and it's earlier in your kind of evolution as a studio and you're doing something new or it's just lesser known, you can be absolutely amazing at a few things in your games. And sometimes the community will give you a pass on some other parts of the game because exactly. they'll say, okay, <laughs> yeah. But when you're, when you're Halo, when you're Starfield, like when you're things that are of that size, you're expected to be, if we want to use the term AAA, I don't love it, but you're expected to be AAA across everything that you do um, because of the, the kind of pedigree that you have as a studio or as an IP or both in certain instances. Um, and that's a high bar for any team to live up to. And you see it like there are amazing teams that are out there that do a great job every release and every one of our studios aspires to hit that bar. But you're absolutely right. The bar raises as you raise in notoriety. And I'll also say being part of the platform. Um, being a, a first party, and, and I don't love this part about it, but it, it does raise the expectation 
because there's certain people that out there that see first party games as kind of ammo against other platforms. That's not why we build games, but they see it that way. Um, but when you're in a first party showcase about Xbox, um, there is a, a certain expectation about the level of quality and fit and finish. And, um, and that's important. So there's certain games, like if you take Grounded as maybe a good example, if you saw last year when we were talking about that, we made sure that we talked about the size of the team that was on ground and other things before the game came out, because we didn't want the game to suffer from this unrealistic kind of first party Managing expectation. expectations. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. But if you're Halo, if you're Starfield, if you're the next thing the Coalition is doing, if you're the next thing Playground is doing, like these teams, you know, they just have to they have to nail it on on every aspect. And it's but the nice thing is when you do it's an amazing response with tens of millions of people coming and playing your game. And that's what creators love. Sure. That, that, I think that's exactly what we wanted to hear. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we've got one or two questions more. I know we're over, so feel free to yell at me if you got to get out of here. I heard your phone buzz, uh, but I'm going to ask the lawyers. What, yeah. That's your time. Get out. That's that's your time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know time is. It was actually my wife opening the door to bring my dog in. So oh, now my dog okay. is here. That's what <laughs> Great. Fantastic. Uh, well, I've got a question that uh, I, I think is more streamer centric than kind of audience uh, centric. But you know, co-streaming is this huge thing on Twitch now and on YouTube, and it's it's become such yeah, a thanks. big way of uh, yeah, you we know, love it. of we content love it. delivery uh, in the industry yeah. in, in the recent years. More recently, specific this past year, like DMCA fears, and and now with with uh, let's say some some orgs doing co-streaming applications and things like that that popped up. Uh, you guys had, uh, you know, creators supported in your endeavors with the, uh, with the showcase where you guys uh, obtained the retransmission rights and uh, things like yeah. that for the licensed music. What are your thoughts like generally on co-streaming as it pertains to this idea of, you know, working together with co-streamers and like the idea of DMCA over, over all of this with kind of a rainy cloud situation? Yeah. One of the, I just think one of the best things that we've seen evolve in our industry over the last 10 years is the rise of the creator, creators of any kinds, drop frames. You guys are all creators individually and you build content. Sometimes people build content live. Sometimes they, they build video content. Sometimes they build a video game. And uh, the, the rights issues in restreaming that you talk about, are, it's very complex. And we're not to play victim on it, but we're kind of in the middle, right? right as right. a platform holder, because we're not one of the large video distributions and we obviously not the music rights holder itself. We didn't create the music, well, we did in some instances, but not most of our music. Um, so we're working hard in this, this complicated space to reduce the risk. Um, but enabling creators, I think is just one of the unique strengths of gaming. Uh, when you think about it relative to uh, to kind of television and music and books and stuff. We just have like one, the, the community is just leans in on creation, cosplay, like all of these things I see as just part of this amazing citizen creator capability that gaming has. Um, and we need to manage through these rights issues. And as you said, some people kind of exploiting the situations um, with bots and other things. Um, it's, it's, there is risk there. We're working really hard as Xbox and Microsoft to do as much work as we can um, to reduce that risk. And I think it's just going to be a space that we're going to have to work through um, as an industry. But I believe in the outcome. I believe that it's really good. We love co-streaming of our show. Um, even people making fun of us and stuff is fine. Like this is, 
Um, it's I would rather have our content become kind of part of our, our creators to be kind of part of delivering the content as opposed to us trying to block that. Um, you can go back to mods, you can go back to Minecraft and other things that we focused on there um, as part of this. But yeah, this is an area that we're going to have to continue to navigate in a legal way um, with the rights holders, but we're committed to it. We're definitely committed to getting to a, a safe and, and less risky outcome than we we're at today. Is there like a, a reshaping in a lot of ways of of that that you think has to occur in order for it to move forward? Because it, it, I, I will say as in watching, uh, not necessarily the Xbox show, but some of these other shows, uh, the 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 replacement was the same song yeah. three times over in a show, right? Yeah. Uh, for the yeah. music. So like that sucks for both the company trying to, you know, advertise their newest game. It sucks for us trying to be entertaining while also watching that when it's clearly... Yeah. It, it's got to change, right? Something's got to shift. You're absolutely there. right. Yeah. Like the, the, the solution we're in now is clearly not a steady state because the outcome is just bad for all parties involved. And I feel like, you know, we get in and it's happened in other instances where we can get in these kind of stalemates of negotiation uh, that happen for a while, but I feel like it will get broken. I know we're committed to that because the outcome doesn't help anybody. And when the outcome doesn't really help anybody, it actually doesn't help the rights holder in the end either. Um, cause right. like that there, this should be another outlet for both, you know, creators getting the value and the, what they created. I'm all for that. Um, and, and creators who are then reamplifying and creating their own content on top of that, feeling like they can do that in a way that, uh, rewards their viewers. And right now we're just not there. So I'm with you, JP. I don't think this is a, a sustainable outcome because it kind of leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth where we are today. Awesome. Yeah, I, it's also, fantastic uh, to hear you say that. Full disclosure, uh, earlier when we were talking about co-streaming, you said we love co-streaming our show. <laughs> I am going to make that my ringtone. I just want to, in case, in case we're ever in, you You're know, together in real life and you hear that. That's your ringtone. No, it's going to be my ringtone. Um, <laughs> so, you know, forever in a real life environment our... and you hear that, I just want you to know. Yeah. Great. You'll wear a show, <laughs> shirt that says, I'm co, by the way. <laughs> I'm co, yes. yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah, exactly. But that was a lot still. of energy from those, you know, video snips of people reacting like the first time we like the game awards when we showed Series X for the first time or the first time when we did the Halo reveal. Like those seeing the co-streams and just the energy and passion of people who love this art form and being able to express what they whether they love or they hate what they see. But like that energy is something that we don't want to squash. We want to uh, I mean, it, it's just such a it, it's such a critical part of what this industry is about to me. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Zeke, I know you have one final question. I've got one and then we'll, we'll wrap it. Zeke, go ahead. I, I actually don't have, like, I have, a, I have my note cards here. I don't have any more <laughs> questions for you. I don't see well anything done. else. I'm sorry. Well done, Zeke. Well done. I, the only thing I can really say about Fable <laughs> is seeing the pedigree of the team and playground and where they set the bar for themselves in building a game. I think that showed with Forza Horizon five, the preview that they had, I think people, um, people should just take confidence and that Gav and the team there have that same level of, of focus on doing something amazing with an IP that we know is really important to a lot of Xbox fans. So can't wait to get to show more, but, um, the team is just amazing. Awesome. I think we're all 
my wife included, the biggest Fable fan I know, is very excited for it. <laughs> Every can't you guys wait do. for the next step. Yeah, show more. It's going to be very exciting. For sure. Yeah. Uh, final question actually comes from outside of the show. Uh, we have a voice that we bring on here a lot uh, called Rami Ismail. He's a great guy. We, we respect him a lot. He had a question yeah. uh, that uh, is wanting to know about first party, third party, and ID at Xbox in terms of their portfolio. Where is that? Where do you see that growing towards? And and whether do they have different distinct goals or do they all kind of fall under Game Pass now? Yeah, the I think from a first party standpoint, I do think the goals are different. Um, from a first party standpoint, we're trying to create games and we won't always achieve this, but we're trying to create games that were as a platform holder, more inclined to go invest in and take creative risk on than maybe a third party would. You know, third parties' sole business is creating great games and monetizing those great games. As a platform holder, you have other things like Game Pass, like transactions that happen on the platform, selling controllers, a bunch of other things. So I think we should have we should afford ourselves the ability to take more creative risk. And I'm not saying we've always hit that bar. Um, but as a first party, I don't need to have a game in every popular genre because third parties will usually go and populate the popular genres that are there. So I like us going investing in things that we're um, kind of uniquely positioned to go do, whether that's episodic. Thing, I won't go through all the creative things, but you've seen things like Tell Me Why. I was trying to go through the last year of things that we've gone and invested in. Um, but when every time it, we we start a first party game, I think of why is this a first party game? Um, and it shouldn't just be to kind of go compete with a third party game. That's a horrible reason um, to go to a first party game. So it's either something that our communities loved over years um, or something that we're trying to do something different with, whether it's technically or creative or both. Uh, and that's really our first party goal. On the third party side, uh, we want to partner with teams that we think we can help them. We can help them with discovery. We can help them. Um, if it was technical help, some of the teams are just longstanding relationships. Like I, here's a good example and, and having Diablo two remastered in our show. Um, you know, it's Rod, Rod's a good friend of mine, Rod Ferguson. We were actually playing destiny strikes the night before together, talking about the fact that here we are working and his, his game is going to be in the Xbox show again. And, um, and I like those opportunities, right? It can also be just about the community having, um, great ties and, and us doing things. On ID, um, I want to enable more creative voices from more places on the planet. Like that's our real goal. To me, ID should be a place where we hear stories and perspectives from creators who are um, probably less established or doing things that are different um, and that's what we want to foster. And, you know, Charla, Chris Charla and the teams out there, I think has done a really good job over the years in, in, in helping developers. We're seeing more and more ID teams from different places on the planet, which I love thinking about ID studios that aren't in your traditional game development hotbeds, um, just really gives us a, a bunch of unique lived experiences that are now building creative works that we're all going to get to go try and play. And I do think, to be an ad a little bit for Game Pass, just apologies. <laughs> but I do think Game Pass enables those games for us to go help fund those games or completely fund them in certain instances. And we don't have to be solely tied to how many retail units they have, they sell to like how we feel about their success. 
um, because we have such a large player base now. If we can get people engaged um, in games through Game Pass and they love and they play for a while, the economics work really well for us. And consequently, we want to share those with the developers um, so we can see more games like that come to market. So I think of ID as really a way for us to find new creative ideas that we can bring to market. Awesome. Uh, I, I think a mob is forming in the chat, courtesy of uh, a friend of ours, Maximilian Dude, who's a big Killer Instinct fan. <laughs> you, you're getting yes, that too, I huh? That. Can you, uh, I, I mean, uh, I guess just say Killer Instinct, that might satiate them. I'm not sure. For what <laughs> I'm time. afraid to say KI. I really, <laughs> I'm afraid. I get, like, there's so many good games in our catalog that we'd love to visit. The response when we redid KI at the launch of, of Xbox One was fantastic. Not everybody in the inside of the Xbox org kind of saw what that game would uh, could become. I will just say, Matt and I have discussed many times KI and where we'd like to go with it. And it's not out of our minds that we might be out of our minds, but it's, it's <laughs> in our hearts and in our minds that we want to continue um, to do something with KI. It is about finding the right team and the right opportunity, but it is not any, due to any kind of lack of desire on our part that we're not doing more with KI because we, we love go. the franchise and the community response. Uh, here on Twitch, we would say the copium is in high alert in the chat. <laughs> We've got a lot of copium being handed out amongst the chatters good, at the good, moment. Good, good. Uh, um, last question. We'll also let you do some shout outs. Uh, is there anything in the, the show just at large, maybe even outside of the, the Xbox brand that you personally want to highlight that you think is going to be awesome that you're super, super excited for? You know, one thing, and I hadn't thought about this, so it just hit me. Um, and I'm, I'm going to hit on a, a point that's just important to me personally um, is I really love the teams that have adopted accessibility as a core pillar of their games. Uh, and I see that I think Sony's first party is doing a really good job there. I see third parties doing a really good job. Um, we've, we've played a, a role in that as well, but you know, we put this tagline up before and it, I, I think of it as more as an industry tagline than an Xbox tagline of, um, when everybody plays, we all win. Um, and I really think that matters. And I just love the fact that the industry itself is learning um, and growing its capability here. And it's not uh, like our platform does this better than your platform. It really seems to be a collaborative thing across the industry. And I just love seeing it. I love every time a big first party or third party game comes out that's doing something unique and special in this space that the industry applauds and learns from it and it sets a new bar. Uh, and I, I just, I, I think that's, that's such an awesome thing to see our industry rally around that. So I just like a shout out there. It's great. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, we're 20 minutes over. I'm gonna let you do some shout outs and we'll call this a show. <laughs> uh, by all means, anything you uh, want to get out there, I'm sure game passes, you know, a thing you will probably mention by all means, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I just, you know, this, 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 I'm just going to focus on the E3 showcase a little bit and the response and the love that I, I saw in the community. Uh, it's been a long time since I've, I've felt this level of kind of confidence in what the team is doing and where our brand is going. And I know a lot of people have been on this journey um, for a long time. And when is you know, Xbox going to be back doing things that I love as a gamer? Um, and I, I do really appreciate the support and feedback that we felt um, through the years. And it's a nice time to feel that energy uh, in the market right now. And not about any specific game or service or anything else, but 
really just people loving something that they've been invested in, in in a long time. And we're proud as Team Xbox to be a part of that and very committed to, to trying to keep that energy where it is now um, and even building from it. So thanks for all that. Thank you uh, for coming on. I'm sure Zeke will be in contact with your secretary about the Denver trip. Uh, yeah, the, the uh, yeah. Who, who do I get a hold of for snowboarding? <laughs> we um, gotta, we, you know, time and, is short, Zeke. We gotta go. We real gotta, quick. The last time you gave me a number, yeah. it was only like five digits long. I, had to, I do. I, had I do just want to say real two. quick before we go. Yeah. I, I just I have to point this out, and this this interview made it even more something I felt like I wanted to say. You know, a lot of us have been gaming for for many years, and a lot of us have been gaming where games and game production was a passion project. And over the time, we've all seen how it's become, in a lot of ways, a multi-billion dollar industry. And a lot of people are at the tops of these industries that are really just there to make money and figure out how to make as much money as possible. So I just want to say, it's so comforting to know that someone like you is in the position you are. You're so clearly passionate about what you do. You so clearly are a gamer. And it's, it's really nice to know that, that people like you are still at the top and, and riding the ships in a lot of the ways, um, because it's very easy to forget sometimes that, you know, there's a lot of soul left in gaming. So thank you for being one of those beacons. I think we really very, appreciate very it. Very nice, Nico. Thanks for saying that. I really appreciate it. Fantastic. I want to echo that because I don't want, I don't want Co to be standing out there by himself because people are going to be like, what an ass kiss. Like, seriously. Buddy. I, dude, I don't seriously. Care. No, no. I agree with everyone. <laughs> I don't care. I no. Bullshit. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, you. yeah. Oh boy. All right. We're going to wrap up the show. Thank you, Phil, for coming on. You're welcome back anytime. Uh, Thank you, Zeke. Just let us know. Just let us know. Yeah, it's fun. It's good Fantastic. to see you guys again. Thank you, Stay Phil. Safe. Yeah, you yeah. as well. We're out of here, guys. Thank you for watching Drop Frames. We'll be back next week with another episode at 1 p.m. Eastern. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.